Um, Bret Hart. Are. Yeah. What? What? That's starting off great. It's great. I just well, I just wanted to know how you're doing. I'm I'm doing okay. Yeah. Um. I'm warm. It's very warm. I'm warm. We both, as we talked about in the outtakes, uh, we both took shots mm-hmm. for this record, and uh, you know I've got my door closed to this uh, this office I'm recording from. Mm-hmm. No fan in here. No air circulation. I'm getting warm. Samesies. You know. Yep. Hot. Oof! Yeah. Take that red shirt off. No, no never. Stand on. <laughs> stand on. The Kevin Smith part of me. Yeah, I know it looks like a shirt, but it's really just a full body <laughs> tattoo that I've got. Oh wow! Speaking yeah. of tattoos, we Ta- uh, talked about the, the wrinkles in there. Yeah. Oh wow, that's really detailed mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really made sure to have the tattoo artist emphasize the uh, under cleavage. Uh, oh good of my man boobs yeah yeah absolutely it really helps gotta really yeah. accentuate that with the darker mm-hmm. darker reds some grays maybe even some blacks yes it's pretty dark mm-hmm. in there yeah cavernous yeah cavernous, cavernous. Say. yeah yeah for sure yeah. but yeah. it's nice that um he didn't try to accentuate your abs because you don't have any yeah uh he tried to tattoo the abs uh-huh. on there but they just the ink rolled right off oh it wouldn't even accept ab- like yeah tattoo abs wow yeah uh he said my skin cells were laughing the entire oh, time that hurts yeah that hurts yeah, uh, yeah. Tell me about it. It definitely hurt. It's like <laughs> all the pain tattoo? with none of the uh, <laughs> with none of the uh, uh, the benefit that goes with it. <clears throat> Man, yeah, because it didn't stay. Mm-hmm. It didn't stay around. I watched this uh, this YouTube video before I got tattoos. Um, I did a lot of research mm-hmm. on on different things, like what to expect when you're expecting sure. to get a tattoo and uh, whatnot. <laughs> and this one guy, he he was trying all these different life experiences, and he said he never had a tattoo, didn't really want one. But the tattoo artist he went to go visit said that she could um, use the needle on him, but not put ink on there, so he could at least like feel what it's like. Oh, okay. And uh, so, I, I guess there is a way to experience that. But yeah, literally, you're you're not at all benefiting from anything. Um, yeah. You know that the episode of Friends where I think it's like Phoebe <laughs> and Rachel <laughs> yeah, went to go get yeah. tattoos, and uh-huh. Phoebe got just like a dot. Like, she got the she world. She has that dot, you know. Yeah, yeah she got the world from, from very very far away. That's right. Yeah. So at least she has that. But uh-huh. uh, he has, yeah, I can imagine just like, hey, I'm going to let this uh, needle jab you yeah. uh, at 600 RPM um, just so you can have the experience of it. So, eh, maybe get, so we're good. Get something. You want to go yeah. and do that? <laughs> you want to sign up here? It's $25. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like you're just getting stabbed for nothing. If I'm going to get stabbed, yeah. at least rub some ink in it so I have, you know, a tattoo. That's yeah, really the life goal of any stabbings I get. So save that for your. Uh, your day trip to prison, you know? Yes. Never been to prison. Let me go. Oh, I just got stabbed immediately. Well, Maybe. all right. And I'm dead. <laughs> I love this prison experience. It sounds so great. Yeah. Getting shanked in the, in the yard. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? How are, how are you, Stephen? Well, Brent, you know, things could be better, but it's all right. Yeah. We're all mm-hmm. in this together, I guess. Um, and uh, it's, it's a weird time, but, you know, mm-hmm. we're here. We're drinking... We're having a good time. So on that note, I'm going to say that I, I did take a, uh, a shot before the show. That's right. But I what, wanted to you do something what special. I did a regular bullet rye whiskey okay. shot nice. Uh, nice. for my thing. But um, today I'm doing something special, and I heard about this from a fellow podcaster and a, a screenwriter that I follow named Cargill on Twitter. And mm-hmm. he mentioned last night he and his wife were hanging out in Austin, and he mentioned a drink that I was like, wow, I've got to have that right now. And it was... Absinthe? Absinthe. <laughs> no, because I had the ingredients for this, so I was really excited. Oh, nice. uh, he had bullet rye whiskey, 
which I have in this glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Royal Gorge glass from Colorado. Yep. And a pint glass. And uh, he mixed that with some apple cider. Oh, so okay. I got myself a little Angry Orchard here. We're going to pop the top. Wait, so was it apple cider or like a hard cider? Well, yes, a, a hard cider. Yeah. Okay. Um, ooh, that's a good. Oh, yeah. Listeners, what you're hearing is a mixture of Stephen's last drink on Earth. He will certainly be dead after drinking this. What? Wait, what? You hear this? Well, first off, that pour perfectly worked out in that pint glass, gotta say. Yeah, top it off. Here we go. And he's sipping. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's good. You know, I never explained on the last episode <laughs> when I uh, did that. Yeah, I've got all these running metals behind uh, my head in my wife's office here. And uh, <laughs> those are all of, uh, not all of, but uh, uh, a host of my uh, my wife's running medals that she's received from uh, the various runs she's done. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Stephen uh, <laughs> did his, <laughs> his accent a minute ago, I laughed so hard, my head flew back, and I smashed the back of my head into uh, into the metals. And uh, I thought, yep, that's uh, that's wet. That's wet. Oh, oh cool. That's, oh. that's a lot of red. That's okay. My it's shirt's fine. red. I'm sure it's fine. It's There's fine. Just tattoo it in. in. Yeah, it's good. Just feel it in there. <laughs> no, but how was the drink? It was good. Um, I like apple cider, hard apple mm-hmm. cider a lot, and I yeah. like bourbon a lot. And mix those together, it's actually a pretty good drink. Nice. And uh, it's not, you know, it's, it's light. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it'll add a little kick to it, which is kind of yeah. nice. You know, when I hear the the name Royal Gorge, like uh, like yeah. what's on your your glass there, I think mm-hmm. of like a a fat rich dude eating a lot. Oh, know? a Royal Gorge. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen King Ralph? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, John Goodman. John back Goodman. In the day. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm surprised. Well, I've I've seen it, but Pretty it was on TV it? like back in the day. Sure. So I, I don't know if I've seen. Like yeah. how unedited, kind of like on uh, Ghostbusters. Mm. I didn't know until two, three years ago that there was a blowjob scene. And, <laughs> yeah. and then, You're like what? Because I had only seen it on TV. Yeah, it's a shame but, they yeah. cut that out. There's no dick yeah. in it. God. Leave it in. You yeah. know, that's what she yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> Give us the Snyder cut of Ghostbusters, yes. okay? My God. Give us the butthole cut of Ghostbusters. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Uh, Let's see what I like Ghostbusters. Oh, King Ralph. There we go. Uh, yes. I had I, I don't know any people that have ever seen that. But um, yesterday I was watching some well, some nostalgic commercials. So I was watching a Dinosaur Dracula, which is a guy I follow online who puts out mm-hmm. a bunch of random nostalgia stuff. And he put out a new video of uh, Saturday afternoon commercials from like 1991. And I was like, yeah, I I'm going to watch these on Saturday afternoon. It's a perfect time. Mm-hmm. My wife walked in. She was like, what are you watching commercials? And, and I was why like, are your yeah. pants down, Steven? And why is the couch all j- jumping up and down? <laughs> I get really into it. That's right. But there was a, a King Ralph Burger King promotion that I came <laughs> upon. So that's why I, I had it fresh in my mind when you said that. But sure. I was like, a Royal Gorge yeah. would have been yeah, perfect the King, for that King commercial. Connection. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got both yeah. there. It's perfect. That's but they right. didn't use it. So basically, you should go back to ni- the 1980s, 1990s and fix that. Okay. I'll do what I can. 
you can I mean, time travel. We have established that. Yeah. I, you know, I, I've seen Avengers Endgame. I <laughs> see how quickly Tony Stark came up with it. I'll just take down some notes and uh, I'll be able to figure it out, I'm sure. Brent, here's the thing. You can't. I, I tried to take notes, but they I, they must have left some scenes on the cutting room floor to really piece together how to do the time travel. So I think we need... I, don't, I haven't watched the deleted scenes yet or any extra features of Endgame. If you have, maybe there's like extra secrets. Mm-hmm. But we should combine notes. Yeah, I bought it on uh, DVD, actually, and oh. there's some DVD Easter eggs Sweet. that I found. So if you click on uh, Tony Stark's mustache uh-huh. in the uh, the opening um, animatic, uh, little, uh, what do they call it? <laughs> Men- uh, menu? Yeah, the, the menu, but uh, <laughs> they called it something. like that, that was like one of the selling points is like... Um, About DVDs? Yeah, yeah, like the menu screen was like yeah. uh, video footage or something like that, you know? I can't think of the word. Yeah, but, know, uh, yeah. yeah you click on Tony Stark's mustache. It takes you to uh, a menu that's all of Tony Stark's uh, facial hair. Oh, wow. You select the bottom left sideburn. Oh, that's really specific. That, that's like on his jaw, but it still goes up, so it's like technically a sideburn. Okay, yeah. If you click on that, it takes you to, <laughs> obviously, Bruce Banner's. Uh, like beard fuzz you know like he's like peach fuzz sure when he's uh, when he's smart hulk you click on that uh huh okay it takes you to a DVD <laughs> menu extra from Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice wow yes you click on the V <laughs> it takes you to V for Vendetta the movie you watch the entire oh, movie 16 times in a row okay okay you click on Natalie Portman's shaved head. Oh, yeah. Takes you to Thor The Dark World. You, all, all you have to do is watch it once. A lot of people are just wanting to turn it off. You have to watch it once. Okay. You, okay, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out of this game. Yeah. But you can keep going. You click on... <laughs> you click on... Cat <laughs> Dennings saying the word Mew Mew. While mm. looking at Mjolnir. Uh-huh. Takes you back to the Avengers Endgame menu. Oh. What, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, time travel. That's Yeah, so it's like a time loop that we just went through. That makes sense for Avengers yeah. Endgame, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. all circular. Yeah. Gotta go back. Wow. So I'm pretty sure I, that's what you have to do. I didn't know too. that was all in there, but I think that's pretty good. Yeah. So time travel. And with that time travel note, Brent, what do you just say? We are doing it. <laughs> I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Uh, week four or five of the apocalypse mm-hmm. where we still don't have plans. That's right. Why would we? Why would any of us? Fuck it. But you know what, Steven? I've made a point to watch some stuff oh. so I can talk about some stuff because... Nice. Checks notes. That's in the show title. That's true. Yeah. Damn it, you got us with that. Yeah. We did it to ourselves, really. We did it. We did it. Let's talk about nothing. We could have had a a hit show already. People were like, they nailed it. Yeah, we had talked about that, calling the show, let's talk about nothing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, can we just give the listeners a preview of that uh, that episode of let's talk about nothing that we we recorded? Yeah, yeah. Let me plug in the audio real quick. Hi, this is, uh, this is Brent. This is Steven. Welcome to... Let's let's talk about nothing. Um, so here we go.
was riveting. There goes my dryer. So loud. <laughs> oh, laundry's done. Oh god. Let me get another seventy-eight minutes of this. Okay. Mm. So that's the, the episode that we recorded. Yeah, um, you can tell. The, why. The, yeah. yeah, the audio failed after that, but I think you can see why we decided to let's. Just, uh, call it let's talk about stuff uh-huh, instead uh-huh. it's not better no, uh, no, no, it's, no. it's actually way less entertaining but you know you get it it's an audio medium you got to have yeah stuff to listen to right i guess so and and i i haven't you said you kind of were watching stuff so you would have stuff mm-hmm. to talk about or listened or mm-hmm. read i don't know what you got planned uh, it's not on the script today folks i don't know what's going on but i've been just you know casually watching stuff here and there so i got some stuff i could talk about too you know first up okay I got nothing. Um, <laughs> uh, have you have you been watching stuff mostly together with your wife or separate your own things? Uh, we've been watching a lot of stuff uh, together, actually, okay. uh, because I've been reading otherwise, oh, which is okay. something else I'll discuss. On awesome. This. Uh, how about you? Um, a, a mix, you know. I've been watching a lot of stuff with her, but then she'll go to bed earlier than I do, or something like that. Or I, I always wake up way earlier than her, so I've been watching X Files in the morning. It's like my morning mm-hmm. cartoon. Yeah, with you know, but it's live action and it's more adult themes, and there's aliens. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like other cartoons I've seen. Whatever, no big deal. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. But uh, hour yeah. long, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like cartoons of yes. I was going to say your, and then I was thinking of yester year, I guess. And then I was going to do yester your, and I was like, that's not right. And then I just froze in the middle of it. I love it. Yester your. Yester your. Welcome. (laughs) Episode title. (laughs) That's where we time travel to. Yester your. That's right. Oh, Oh, man. It all makes sense. Oh, it does. But um, yeah, do you just want to kind of get into it? I do. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Well, yeah, let me let me pull up my list here. Um, Go for it. Let me start off with uh, something that we watched on Friday night. Okay. The mood was crying. Um, <laughs> so I, I read this thing on uh, the internet, which is always true, 100%, yeah. never wrong, um, sure. that people often spend more time looking for something on Netflix or another streaming service mm-hmm. than they do actually like watching that movie or TV show or whatever. Yeah. Which I totally understand, which is often the case for us because um, you and your wife, I feel like, are on the same page as far as uh, the entertainment you like more so yeah, than okay. my wife and I. We have we have a more varied taste over mm-hmm. here. Um, to see that. However, Friday night, we were kind of scrolling through some Netflix movies, and um, uh, within two, three minutes, we found something uh, to throw on. Stephen, we watched, rewatched. Maybe for the first time together, we watched oh. the 1998 mm-hmm. teen classic. Oh, can't hardly wait on Netflix. Of course, of course, amazing. So, I really like this movie. It's so good. I really do. Um, but as I was watching it, I was like, I, you know, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I saw some movies that you know, like my family had watched when they were younger, like in the 70s or whatever. Uh, and I feel like the 70s as a touchstone, a cultural touchstone, holds up better than some of the other years. Mm. Um, 
but maybe that's just my perspective. I don't know. The reason I say that is because I don't know how generations before or after our particular generation would be able to <laughs> handle watching some of the stuff that we are nostalgic for, uh-huh. uh, especially in the case of Can't Hardly Wait. No, I think it's like a... Um, a uh, a, a universal enough story for mm-hmm. all types of different people that uh, anybody could get into it story wise, but it's just like the fashion is just so bonkers. Oh yeah, the way people talked is just insane. Um, but you know what? I I still love this movie, and I'm, I'm so glad, Stephen. For a long, long time, you know how everybody has a top five. You mm-hmm. know, if you know, uh, top five celebrities or whatever you can sleep yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a laminated card, but, you know, I like mm-hmm. to, to keep a running tab. Um, Ethan Embry. Got it. Ethan, Ethan Embry. You yep. know what? I remember back in the day, <laughs> I saw him. And, you know, I saw him playing bass with the O-Neaters, you know. Ooh. Hey, down. girl. Oh, you're you're a fella? All right. All right. Sure. Well, I'm, 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 I'm like, hey, kidding. Mm-hmm. Dick. I got one. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it before. Yeah. Mine's brown. What does yours look like? <laughs> No, but uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, my God, oh, she was she was on my list for such a long time. Yeah, and eventually I just like stopped seeing her and things, and uh, she just kind of <laughs> fell off my radar. Eventually, and, I stopped seeing her. Uh, we were dating for a while, but yeah, mm-hmm. I was, was like, fun. why don't you go hang out with Jamie Kennedy for a while? Oh, you were, oh okay, oh okay, yeah, you worked with them there, therefore you dated him. Okay, sure. She has a like love. A dick. In I shouldn't her have said that. Yeah, what is she supposed to do? I take it back. Yeah, Jennifer, tell you what. Come on the podcast. Set the record straight. Okay. <laughs> the the door is open. Always. And for a little we it, even with social distancing, we only have the two mics, so mm-hmm. you're gonna have to choose which house to go to yep. to record that. Mm-hmm. Um Brett brought you up first, so that's cool. Yeah. Um there's no sexual things involved. It's just that no. Brett has Rex's chicken nearby. I don't. Um mm-hmm. And maybe that'd be a better option. I'm going to give it to you. As my voice mightily cracks. <laughs> we'll coordinate. We'll make sure all three of us are here in the same room. Uh-huh. You know? Okay, cool. cool, uh, cool. I got some very uh, comfortable sex swings we can all sit in. <laughs> I imagine us all sitting around that office just in these sex swings you just purchased and got delivered in a day from Amazon. And you're like, this is normal. This is normal yep. for me. <laughs> but it's very sincere. Like, we're all yeah. fully clothed. You know, you and I have our legs crossed. Just so, oh, you know, man. not putting out any uh, creep vibes. I'm going to give uh, a little more info about me mm-hmm. than most people don't know, but sex swings. Yeah. I've oh, never go. been in one. What? I know. Maybe too much info, but I've never been in one, never used one. I don't really know what they involve, but I imagine there's some sort of apparatus to lift you up, but also mm-hmm. it has to have, you know, holes to get to certain places. So in this scenario, in my head, I'm imagining us fully clothed, but for some reason your balls are just hanging down through a hole. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am very old. Uh, That's true. They they do seek uh, Earth's gravity. Uh, They just like plummet right to the Earth's core. Sure. You step on them um, all the time. All the time. It hurts. (laughs) It's like if you were to pull a slug behind you at all times. That's like one of those things. Painful. You can tell where you've gone mm-hmm. because you can see the, it's a really specific trail. I'll tell you what, I never get lost. That's true. Tell you what. Tell you what. Because it's yeah. cool because um, 
if it if it were normal, if they were normal, it would be like two footprints side by side, and then the middle, mm-hmm. you know, two. I guess like a like a big round, two round things, but one unit. Mm-hmm. But your one of your balls is so much bigger than the other one, so it mm-hmm. leaves like a really distinctive mark um, as well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've I've had them branded like cattle. Oh wow! I didn't realize mm-hmm. you'd done that. Yeah, it says BH Farms on it, so you'll see that. I mean, obviously, it's it's going to be reversed, but uh-huh. you can see, yeah. It's just another way to follow the trail. Yeah, it's like when you wear Nikes on a beach, it's going to have, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, uh, the Nike swoosh is going to be reversed, gotcha. but you get it. You understand yeah, what's, yeah, yeah. what's going on. And it's still like a good marketing ploy. It really is. It really is. It was worth $1,000 you spent. Yeah, that was before I got tattoos. I oh, was wow. like, maybe branding is my thing. My wife's name is Brandy. <laughs> maybe branding is the way to go. Mm. So, and I didn't do any research on on that. I was just like, well, I live in Oklahoma. There's got to be somebody with uh, branding irons around here. Mm-hmm. That's true. Hi, Daryl. You got them uh, branding irons? You do? I'm coming <laughs> over. <laughs> I, no, that's what just, I, did. I went into a Walmart. I said, does anyone have any branding irons? I wasn't 10 feet in the door and... Six people raise their hands. Mm-hmm. That's Oklahoma for you. Yeah. So just nice. Yeah. That's right. Texas, too, by, I bet. Yeah. And by raise their hands, it's just like they started firing guns in the air. That's how we do it <laughs> down here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's Walmart, mm-hmm. after all. They yeah, just bought them. It's Walmart, and, and uh, people are very tough. Yeah. Guns. Pew, pew. That's why I don't go to Walmart. That's right. Uh, what are we talking about? Can't hurt early wait. Uh, Jennifer <sighs> Love Hewitt. So good. Just, just a dream. Uh and uh, really good actress, too. Mm-hmm. She's, like, just so adorable in that movie. She's wonderful. Very sincere, you know. Seems like a very sweet person. Um, so no wonder Ethan Embry's character uh, falls hard for her. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's so many, like, cliched, like, stereotype um, figures in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody takes it on the chin, you know. Every... Anyone who is a a jock is just like full on jock. Like there's Mm -hmm. not really a whole lot of nuance. Um, Seth Green's character is just out of his his mind. He he thinks he's like a uh, a homie of the highest order. Oh, so good. Wearing goggles on his forehead. You know when that was a a fashion accessory. Jinko jeans. Oh, the Jinko jeans. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad that you brought up this movie because Amanda and I watch this. My wife and I uh, watch this all the time. Oh, do you? Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's one of our, like, definitely in, like, in rotation. I have a, mm-hmm. a list on our Plex of our comedies, and that's definitely in there. Um, and I've been thinking about it lately, and now that you mentioned it, I want to watch it all over again, because we've seen this, like, tons and tons of times. But there's been something about it to me that I've always really liked. And uh, yep. Seth Green, there's so many actors in it. It's crazy. Like, people that we knew at the time, but also that have kind of even gotten bigger and better since then. Um, but I really like him in that movie so much um yeah there's also like i've we've watched like some behind the scenes stuff or whatever he's so short that uh there's like parts where he gets out of like an escalade that he drives and they had to put like a, a row of apple boxes for him to like walk on so he'd like be tall enough to fit in frame with like the door it's like <laughs> so funny like just to think of him in real life and like uh being in that role yeah you know it's just awesome so and jennifer love hewitt man i still have a huge crush on her there's there's no go getting over that ever since party of five Yes, uh, started yeah. with me, and mm-hmm. she has always been just a fucking huge crush of mine. And that movie, mm-hmm. oh my god, she looks killer. Like I really, we were kind of joking about, yeah, come over in our sex swings. Uh, mm-hmm. But but for real, she's uh, she is I, I I like her acting, and she's cool. Um, yep. her her hair in that is amazing. Her yes. boobs in that are amazing. 
Oh, that's weird. I didn't notice. Didn't even notice. Um, yeah, weird. She, oh, she has boobs? Yeah, she's got them. You should look huh. down next time. It's great. Interesting. Yeah, I can't hardly wait to go back and look at it. <laughs> Babe, we have to watch this all over again. Steven told yeah. about a secret part I gotta watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, she just, that movie in particular, out of all the stuff of hers, if mm-hmm. I had to watch one or like to be like, this is the one Jennifer Love Hewitt thing you should watch, like, it's so iconic to me, that movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a, uh, a secondary movie of hers, I always remember liking uh, the movie Heartbreakers with her and Sigourney oh, yeah. Weaver and Jason Lee. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I haven't seen that in, Jesus, decades at this point. Oh, but dude, it's good. Uh, is it? Okay, uh-huh. I, I yeah. wondered how well it holds, it, it holds up. Gene Hackman's in it? Gene Hackman's in it. It's coughing oh, up a lung the whole time. Yeah. I mean, anytime you get to see Jason Lee, like, I thought yeah. Jason Lee, after I saw Mallrats... Mm-hmm. And I was so young and I didn't know about the film world. I thought Jason Lee is going to be everywhere. He's amazing in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really, you know, he, he's done some things, whatever. But I, I, I just always thought he was going to be the biggest thing, the biggest comedian. And to see him again in anything was great. And uh, yeah, she again, Sigourney Weaver in that movie is hot. Jennifer mm-hmm. Hugh in that movie is fucking hot. Ray Liotta yes. is in that movie. He's fucking um, hot. He's fucking hot. Oh, God. Oof. That's those suits. Get my juices flowing. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Every time Gene Hackman coughs up a lung, I'm like, oh, oh my God. stop it. Like, oh, oh, my going. God. So. Are his teeth great? Oh. <laughs> Get the squeege. <laughs> no, but it's good. I, uh, we've watched yeah. Heartbreakers uh, a bunch of times over the years as well. We, we mm-hmm. go in and out on that one, but... Um, when we do watch it, we're always like, yeah, this is kind of like a cheesy, stupid movie. And it is, but it's still pretty good. Like, there's some other ones yeah. from the era that I'm like, yeah, it really doesn't hold up. But uh, I, I really like Sigourney Weaver and Jennifer Love Hewitt um, kind of in the prime, both as uh, a mother, m- mother, mother, daughter, like a uh, con team. So it's a, a working premise. Basically. Uh, streaming anywhere. Oh, it's on Netflix. Oh my god. Oh man, double feature. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I had something to jump off of with uh, Ethan Embry. Oh, go for it. So I actually do. I don't necessarily want to fuck him, but I, I do love Ethan Embry. Um, and I have for a very long time. He's a great actor and I like him in a lot of stuff. But uh, recently, because of the unfortunate passing of, I can't remember his name right now, and that's going to be even more unfortunate, but the. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lead singer uh, and songwriter of Fountains of Wayne um, Wait, passed away. Really? Yeah, from COVID. Wow. Holy shit. Uh-huh. I didn't I know didn't you know didn't know about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, pretty unfortunate. His name was um, Adam Schlesinger. Schlesinger? Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I had heard that. I just didn't gotcha. piece it together. Yeah. So he was a, um, a, write, like a songwriter for a lot of movies. And one of the ones that he contributed to was That Thing You Do. He wrote wow. that that theme song, that main song. Holy um, shit. Yeah, right? He and fucking nailed it. He nailed it. That song yeah. was so fucking good. And yeah. so I think because of that, and that was so sad to me because I like Fountains of Wayne, I at least like the radio hits. Like Stacey, Stacey's mom is like, from that era, is one of my favorite songs. It's so fucking mm-hmm. good. And there's just yeah. something about his songwriting that's so catchy. And he fits so well into writing songs for movies and... Um, writing that thing you do and stuff. And so after he had passed away, uh, that was swirling around the internet. So Amanda and I put on that thing you do and we watched that fairly regularly as well, but hadn't in a while. And, uh, it was really fun to watch as well. But then we found out, I, I knew about this existed, but it was only on DVD that I'd ever heard, but there is an extended version of that thing you do 
that adds 40 minutes to that movie and the movie's short shit it's only like an hour and a half like solid normally Mm -hmm. um so they added quite a lot and it expands on characters and all kinds of stuff and i'd heard about it for years um from tom hanks's uh son colin had mentioned that that's the only way that they watched that movie in their house because it's like the better version and i was like man i'm so intrigued so i i looked it up on the just watch app that you and i have found before and Mm -hmm. it's actually available for streaming now on places you can rent it on amazon and itunes and stuff so we rented that once we watched that thing you do one night and like two nights later we watched the extended version of that thing you do and uh, i still like the original a lot better i'm so used Mm -hmm. to it for one but it's so it's just such a tightly edited movie and everything just works so well but it was cool to see the new things with uh, the extended one and stuff that kind of flesh stuff out or whatever like rearrange things a little bit um they even like flesh out tom hanks's character and his home life and everything so that was interesting but yeah. uh but yeah it was it was pretty cool and then we we missed it on friday but the cast actually had gotten together the four guys of the wonders the oneaters as you called them earlier um, yeah. got together and did a live watch that's one of the things i thought has been really cool in this covid stuff lately is that uh um, all these people were doing live watches of their movies with like commentary and stuff on Twitch or whatever. So they all got together on Friday and did that. But we had already watched the movie twice that week. So I was like, man, I'm already <laughs> kind of over it. Um, but it's cool, you know, that they're doing that. So, um, so yeah, I, it was that thing you do never lets up. It always holds up. It's amazing. And, um, especially watching it two days in a row or like, you know, a few days in a row, twice, uh, extended. The song is in the movie like eight times normally it's in the extended version like 12 fucking times and i never get tired of that song it's so good it is catchy every single time the drums kick in every single time my heart leaps i get so excited it's so good so Mm -hmm. in honor of uh, adam schlesinger yeah we watched that in for him so that's awesome it was nice as we were watching um can't hardly wait and i saw ethan Embry. i was like wait wasn't he in that thing you do oh and, yeah and uh i was i was very tempted to uh to watch that and it's uh, so good but yeah I, I need to go back and do that Liv tyler's really good in that movie oh she's I phenomenal yeah everybody really is um like steve zahn steve the, zahn is great he's yeah so funny there's a, a yeah. line in that movie that i i don't know why it's just always stuck with me mm-hmm. and i say it randomly it's one of those weird quirks of mine but there's a part where they're interviewing them on TV and they're like, yeah, we're here with this record. We're doing this. We're touring the country. And then they gets to him and he's like, oh, I've got a pig in the livestock pavilion and we, I am going to win that blue ribbon. <laughs> and it just fucking cracks me up. That era of Steve Zahn, especially. Yeah. He's just he just gets me. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's he's pretty awesome. So, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well. I'm trying to figure out a way to transition to uh, to a next thing. So I'm going to go with a Netflix movie that came out in 2018 called When We First Met. When We First Met. It's a Netflix original movie. stars Adam Devine. Yes. And, uh, oh, boy. Alice, Ale- Alexandria Daddario. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Is it Alessandria or Alex? Man. I think it's Alice. With I feel like it's Alessandria. Yeah, Alessandria. Yeah. Um, and uh, Robbie Amell, she's okay. and and then um, man, I can think of the other girl's name. But uh, it's a it's a uh, romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. We're kind of in that mood this weekend, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, just sure. Some like comfort food type stuff. Absolutely. Even though we've never seen this movie before, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, something kind of light and cheery. But the general premise is um, Adam Devine. He met Alessandra Alessandria Daddario's character. Uh, at a Halloween party one year, 
Um, and then three years later, she's getting engaged to Robbie Mel's character, even though he's in love with her. Mm-hmm. So he figures out a way to travel back in time and try to set things right and try to, to make it to where he doesn't get put in the, uh, the friend zone, quote mm-hmm. unquote. And um, shenanigans <laughs> proceed from there. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's like a, a fun little like time travel movie. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like uh, a Groundhog Day it, type thing too, right? Is that the bit, idea? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he goes back in time, changes things, and then like time flashes him forward three years mm. back to his, oh, his present okay. time and everything. So a little different. Yeah, it is a, a bit of that. Um, so it's it's fun to see uh, to see him try to piece the uh, the puzzle together on both ends. Um, but uh, but he yeah, built I a puzzle in it too. He built a puzzle Ooh, in I it. I love it's puzzles. Riveting, riveting, <laughs> glow in the dark pieces. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was really fun. Okay, um, cool. it's, it's good for uh, a light viewing, nice, uh, uh, yeah, light mm-hmm. viewing, you know, Sunday afternoon, something like that. Um, or if you just want something to, uh, take your mind off of, uh, all of the chaos yeah. going on in the world, Truth. this is a, a, a good version of, uh, of something to put on mm-hmm. for that. Uh, I'm running out of steam. I really like this movie. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're I'm tired the boat of hot. everybody, so that's fine. It's, it's hot in here, you know. Uh, Got the yeah. alcohol coursing through my veins, yeah. trying to wear me as a skin suit, but not enough. You yeah, know? you need it's more. Just simply not enough of it. Yeah, but I'm not doing that. Well, I had wondered about this movie, and mm-hmm. now I understand a little bit more that it's actually like a, a, a few years jump. Uh, it seems mm-hmm. from the trailers that it was a pretty Groundhog Day-centric uh, plot device at least or whatever yeah mm-hmm. um and i wondered because i i like him but not always or not all the stuff he's in mm-hmm. but um but i do like him as a, an actor and he's i think he's pretty funny um yeah. especially from workaholics but also i wondered uh did you guys end up watching pitch perfect 2 yet since last week uh pitch perfect 2 yes we did okay did you Let like it again it. As much as not as much as the first one, maybe, but right. Um, did we talk about this on air? I thought what we talked about the first one. You said you were going to watch the second one. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm saving up for the trilogy, but oh, I did. Okay. I did. I did like the the uh, the second one mm-hmm. more. Uh, that was the second time we've seen it. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, I do have some nits to pick about the mm-hmm. movie, but uh, for the most part, I I enjoyed it. I but like. Yeah. Um, I can't remember Haley, I think is her name, but um, the new girl that comes mm-hmm. to to sing, uh, Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, um, I like her so What's much. What's the deal with airline food? <laughs> wait, what? Is that? Oh wait, it's Jerry Seinfeld. Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? That was amazing. Um, but I I uh, I like her a lot, and so. Um, I like her addition to that, and I like some of the stuff they do in that that second movie. But mm-hmm. I also like him in this movie a lot because uh, there's, again, just a weird random line that I, for some reason I've stuck to uh, in Pitch Perfect 2, whatever. He's trying to, to woo uh, Fat Amy, and he gets the, the nice spread of food, and he's mm-hmm. like, these are capers. They're like salty peas. That's right. <laughs> um, I, I've always thought about it because I never had a caper until I worked in restaurants, and mm-hmm. I had, we had them at Johnny Carino's. Uh, it was what, part of our pasta dishes. And I never had one, and I tried one, and I was like, oh, they're very salty, and I love salt. So I was like, this is perfect mm-hmm. for me, whatever it is. But whenever I saw that line, I was like, oh, my God, they're like salty peas. That's all they are. And yeah. they're fucking expensive capers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've always been attracted to uh, to that line in particular. Mm-hmm. I want to fuck that line, Brent. <laughs> I could tell. Yeah, you could tell. You're, Steven is turgid oh. as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's... Uh, 
That's cool about the one you did watch, though, which when was we, when, when we, we first, first met. met. There we go. I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, and there's a, as the movie progresses, uh, there's a, uh, the story changes a bit. Uh, not to spoil anything, but, you know, hmm. um, they, I feel like they explore the premise to its fullest mm-hmm. uh, in a good way. And, mm. yeah, I, I would I would go back and watch this again. I'd have to give it a shot. I had wondered when it first came out, and I didn't watch it. But I do, I agree with you, like, right now we are kind of going back to our comfort food of mm-hmm. movies. A lot of the, the rom-coms kind of fit that mold. Yeah. So uh, we're definitely doing that a lot, too. Yeah. So uh, maybe some new rom-coms, you know, maybe fit in that mm-hmm. mix. So, mm-hmm. well, I was thinking before, whenever I wanted it to go back and forth, because it's a better uh, version of the show, I feel. But mm-hmm. I did have a relation, something I watched uh, that related to the stuff we were talking about before with that thing you do and Ethan Embry, mm-hmm. uh, I believe, uh, was the thing. And let's see, there was uh, Liv Tyler in that movie. And yeah. there was um, there's other people I don't know their names. Tom Everett Scott. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of these had a connection. And Brent, I don't recall what that connection was, which is why I'm stalling and just trying to see everybody's names. But it was something else I Steve watched. Zahn? Steve Zahn. Yes, Brent, you did it. Nice. All right. Here did we I go. mention last week that Amanda and I watched Joyride? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh, boy. No, boy. you did not, but I am excited. <laughs> All right. Candy cane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So Joyride, uh, interesting movie because mm-hmm. uh, it's a partial J.J. Abrams flick. What? He Damn. was uh, one of the main writers, as far mm-hmm. as I understand. Uh, towards the end of production, he was one of the main writers on it. But mm-hmm. there's like four or five fucking writers, which is always a bad sign. Um, but uh, wait, for the record, <sighs> yeah. the movie Catwoman has 27 writers. So you get it. All right. <laughs> that gives you like a range. Yeah, you can see yeah. where it falls. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you got you got Paul Walker. Rest in peace. You mm-hmm. got Steve Zahn. You got Lily Sobieski yeah. um, and a weird sex pot role. Um, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Intriguing for her. Um, but I, I remember liking that movie a whole lot when we first watched it and over the years, mm-hmm. but it's not one we've really kept up with. Um, I had found it recently. I had a copy of it, but it was kind of like shitty. It was like an old DVD copy or whatever. And so uh, I found finally I was like, you know, I, I want to rewatch this, but I want to watch like a good quality copy. So we rented it. And watched it, and it's one of those like, basically, it's like I I have good memories of it, but rewatching it, it wasn't like it was bad, but it wasn't great, you know, it was like, like of its time. Yes, definitely of its time. Yes, two thousand one. Fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do like Steve Zahn again. That's why I wanted to bring him up. He's still mm-hmm. he's so good. Uh, he's good in this movie. Paul mm-hmm. Walker. There's not a whole lot going on really. Um, it's kind of a uh, the mix of his like teen heartthrob phase. And yeah. he was trying to do, you know, a, a horror thriller movie or whatever. Uh, again, Lilia Sobieski, I like her, but a weird casting um, mm-hmm. for her general roles. And it was kind of hard to get into because of her general roles. But, um, but yeah, I, uh, I wanted to like it more. Honestly, it was pretty boring. Uh, I don't remember. It was okay. like a, a week ago, which feels like mm-hmm. fucking two years ago now. But Steven, is um, it fair to say? Yeah, it's been yeah, one it's week. It's been <laughs> yeah. two years since I watched the movie. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, so I wouldn't really recommend it. I mean, uh, if you're if you have any good memories of it, that's probably the for the best. Um, oh, okay. If you don't, that's probably also for the best. Like leaving them in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not it's not fantastic, and it's it's pretty. Uh, some of the like thrills of it are more cheesy. Uh, playing out now, I feel mm-hmm. as I watched it. Maybe knowing what's going to happen and stuff, I still kind of kind of remember that enough. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was okay. You know, yeah. uh, it did make us though on the note. I think we watched that one first, and then that and Slash and your stuff happened. So we watched uh, that thing you do, and then we were just on a Steve Zahn kick. So now I'm just like, I'll, all I want to do right now is watch Saving Silverman because I haven't seen that <laughs> in years as well, and I used to love that movie. Yeah, Steve Zahn so, was great in that. Oh, he's so good. Jack Black the is Zahn, great in that movie. The Zahn Trilogy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that thing you do, Joyride. <laughs> Sammy Silverman. Sammy Silverman, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, it's so funny that you mentioned Joyride because uh. I remember liking that movie back in the day. But also, as a bit of trivia... Oh, please. That was the first movie I ever watched director's commentary on. Oh, my God, Brent. Yeah. So what at the choice. time, I had uh, I had just graduated high school. I rented the DVD. I had some roommates when I moved to Tulsa, but everybody thankfully moved out because it was just like a bad situation. So it was just mm. me. So I rented this movie and I watched it, and I was like, well, I can't sleep. What am I gonna do? <laughs> oh, what's this commentary thing? Let me try that. Oh, and I watched it, and I just got I wa- like so I watched the movie uh-huh. immediately turned around and watched the commentary. Wow, the entire thing. So like, you watched all the, the way movie through. by yourself too? Oh yeah, fantastic, great. I like this whole this whole journey. I didn't know you had this night in your history. Oh, don't stop believing, Stephen, because <laughs> I went through. I watched it, and they pointed out things that I wouldn't have caught otherwise. Uh-huh. That has like rewired my brain, like. <laughs> Uh, the uh, the director had mentioned if you watch toward the end of the movie, they had to refilm the ending of it, and uh-huh. so they had to do reshoots. And Steve Zahn was already on to like acting in another movie or whatever. Mm. They had to call him back, and he wore a wig, so that's why his hair looks different toward oh, the end of the movie. Oh, interesting! I hate when yeah. you do that, like a digital mustache. No, I love that. That always works one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> I think we can all agree. <laughs> Can all agree. Yeah, that definitely works. Absolutely. Flawless. I'm wondering um, now. Yeah, yeah, too. What else he might have been? He was filming a lot of stuff then. I didn't really watch, but uh, but that one. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I uh, yeah, that movie will always hold that special place in my heart, just because mm-hmm. it was like the first commentary I ever saw, um, and then from there I went and watched, uh, or I guess yeah, watched yeah, because it's on video. Uh, the like Kevin Smith commentaries and everything. Like I didn't oh, understand yeah. the point of them, uh, or they, 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 yeah. I guess I saw them on the features, but it never really clicked with me to 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 watch them. That's what actually got you into so, it. Yeah, that's really that's, interesting. That's really what kind of like fed my uh, my um, uh, need for like process stuff. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. like behind the scenes, like how how stories are told, how yes. movies are made, all of that stuff. I do like that for sure uh, about. Yeah. Um, commentary tracks and stuff and that's one of the reasons like spielberg doesn't do a whole, like commentaries uh at least very often and he doesn't mm-hmm. do a whole lot of behind, behind the scenes stuff generally because he wants to like preserve the the movie magic and mm-hmm. i'm like man i get that too but like anybody that wants to can just like, ignore your commentaries like please like give us your info like because spielberg is one thing but i don't know who directed fucking joyride but mm-hmm. uh john Dahl. Any anybody like making a film that's like such a feat, and uh, to give any kind of 
uh, information about that process is fascinating, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that'd be really cool. Uh, yeah. But that's so funny that that would be the one that would get, like, get you that's into the it. one. Yeah. <laughs> that you'd be like, it would click and be like, oh, I do want to know more about this process. I do, yeah. That's really hilarious. I had nothing else to do, so it was uh, kind of a perfect storm Absolutely. for that. And well, it kick-started my uh, love for uh, process stuff. Yeah, and there you go. Um, yeah. I looked it up, and I because w- I was pretty sure of it, Joyride and Saving Silverman were both filmed or both released in the same year. So, oh, and I think uh, Fast and Furious, or The Fast and The Furious, was oh, yeah. a, a, a 2001 joint as well. Yeah. So Paul Walker, Steve Zahn, killing it Damn, that year. Older. Steve Zahn did five movies that year. Damn. Yeah, so he was busy. Damn. That was like right in his prime, for sure. He um, wore so many wigs that year. You're right. <laughs> yeah. He was in Chelsea Walls. Never heard of it. He was in mm-hmm. Dr. Doolittle 2. What? Yeah. Chelsea Walls. Was I don't know what Chelsea like his Walls girlfriend's is. name. He was like sounding around. Walls, you know? hey. Yeah, that's right. Never heard of it. Oh, it's directed by Ethan Hawke. Oh. Did not know about that. Yeah, he was in uh, Chelsea Walls, Dr. Doolittle 2 with Ed- Eddie Murphy, uh, Riding in Cars with Boys with Drew Barrymore, which I've always heard oh, of. Oh, I thought seen. that. A.K.A. Joyride. Because, <laughs> I mean, kind of, right? It's the same movie. <laughs> Paul Walker and then uh, Candy Cane Guy. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, Joyride and Steven Silverman nice. all that year. So Damn. But um, I'm about to sneeze. Okay. I held it in. It's okay. Um, what else do I have? Let's see. Well, so I wanted to say, update on my yeah. X-Files watching. I am uh, the last four episodes or so of season four. Mm-hmm. So I'm right in the mix in the middle of the seasons. It's been pretty good yep. so far. And I, I think the mo- the first movie takes place between seasons five and six. And some of the stuff they're planting now in episodes in season four leads into that. I already remember that stuff. So that's been kind of mm-hmm. fun. But it's, uh, yeah, still still stellar show. I'm really digging what, rewatching it. Um, there's just something about the chemistry of Mulder and Scully that I really like. Are you so. going to watch those movies, like, within the viewing order? Yes, that's my goal. Is to, That's what mm-hmm. I was trying to remember it. I think it's five and six, the first movie takes place. So I want to kind of watch everything in a row. And yeah. then they did, like, a spinoff series of The Lone Gunman um, for, like, ten episodes or something like that. So I want to watch those at least, like, concurrently with where they fell. Try to give myself the best experience of the actual, you know, how X-Files played out type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was kind of fun. And it's, I mean, it's good because it's taken up a lot of my time. Um, <laughs> we'll give you something right to do exactly yeah. and uh, like I said it's like my morning cartoon thing it's like uh, even without work like I don't have a commute uh, and all that stuff and but I'm still getting up really early like I even like today mm-hmm. I got up at 714 um, I always get up around like 730 ish and so I'll get up and whatever and then Amanda's uh, asleep for a while so I ended up just watching like an episode of X-Files before mm-hmm. work or, or any day really you watch and, uh, two or three uh, Lord of the Rings extended cuts yeah watch um, whatever you know just fit in the yeah. time she um, gets up at 8pm uh, takes a quick yeah, we started three hour nap yeah. and then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know our day pretty well I get it. you get yeah. it mm-hmm. you get yeah. it but, uh, but yeah I just wanted to say it's still uh, still good that's kind of where I'm at with that and um, mm-hmm. really digging it it's been fun to watch all the different cameos the people show up and uh, in it, like uh, Tyler Labine, I think is his name. Oh um, wow, yeah, was it from uh, all the good stuff? Uh, really, yeah. Catherine Dill versus Evil. Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, Voltron oh, uh, on Netflix. Cool. He was on a, a TV show called Reaper back in the day. I never saw, I saw Reaper. Yeah, I thought you liked that one, right? 
Yeah. I yeah. Did. It was good. It was a good show. I know Kevin Smith was involved with that in some way, right? I feel yeah, like he, he directed the first episode. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I really like to, to revisit. I know it was short, and I, I remembered you liking that, but um, I, I just mm-hmm. like Tyler Levine a whole lot. He was really, really young in this episode. He was in two episodes of X-Files. I think because they were basically like, there were like three people in a room. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of the two guys and then a girl, and they were making like basement drugs and mm-hmm. trying to convince the girl they were safe. And Wait, then all the stuff. Did you say there were two guys, a girl? Were they in a pizza place, Stephen? It, well, it was a basement, but now that I think about it, there was pizza there. Was was the one guy, did he look like Deadpool? Because. Deadpool pre thing or, or post? Uh, Operation, pre- I guess you could say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. With yeah. the hair. Yes, with hair. Yes. Skinny. Well, yeah. I don't know. He, he kind of looked like Deadpool. He, he looked uh, more like that guy from Van Wilder. Haven't seen it. Okay. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, in, uh, in this movie or in this show, he was uh, it was like two guys and, and one girl uh, making pizzas, making drugs, and uh, then and another. It was like a completely different episode, which I thought was supposed to be like a completely different town. Um, like two or three episodes later, he just showed up again with that same girl, but not the third guy, and they were doing like more drugs somewhere else. And yeah. I was like, is he just going to show up as like the drug doing teenager? Because I'm totally down for that. I love Tyler Levine. Yep. He's so fucking funny. He had like four lines and he delivers all of them so well. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. It's been good to see him, uh, him and like, God, oh, there's so many people in it, like character actors I've known from movies and stuff. A lot of people um, that just kind of show up through the X-Files. And um, mm-hmm. also I've, I didn't realize uh, X-Files is like, they do like their main through line of the alien stories and stuff. And then they have like their monster of the week. But I didn't realize how much they basically just play with the, the plots and tropes and movies and TV shows from sci-fi already. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's like recognizable episodes that you're going through and you're like, Oh, this is just them doing their version of the thing. Like they're just locked mm-hmm. in a snowy, like uh, research facility where something is chasing them. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's that's yeah, awesome. That's cool. Right? Yeah. And then it's like another one and it's like, Oh, this is just like, like this movie. Oh, it's just like the plot line of that. Like the idea of like, Zombies or aliens or whatever, and they they just do like a single episode and kind of like, all right, what if Mulder and Scully were investigating this? Yeah, and it's like that's a cool premise. Uh, I didn't realize that really went on with that, so it's been kind of fun. Uh, have you ever done that thing before where like uh, a, a storyteller like presents a story where it's like an homage to uh, another thing, but you don't get it, and then like <laughs> years later you're like, yeah, oh. oh, there was a there's this Venom story back uh-huh. in like the early 2000s, 2001, 2002 or whatever, where the Venom symbiote was down in like Antarctica or something like that, or maybe the, the North Pole, not where Santa lives. Guys. Where he was shunned by Bigfoot society. Yeah, everyone knows the story. Yeah. The legend, right? You don't want to hash it. Anyway, hash it, yeah, yeah. You can't, can't get back into it. Yeah. Uh, go listen to all the episodes over again, and <laughs> it's in there somewhere. <laughs> but there was a, a story where the symbiote is like alive in the... Uh, the Antarctic mm-hmm. and it is like sneaking up on on the researchers there and it's pretty much a straight up from what I could tell uh, uh, Marvel version of The Thing Sweet. not Ben Grimm The Thing mm-hmm. do oh. not think that not the Fantastic Four The Thing guys get your heads come on right um, and I was just like huh that's interesting and then years later I heard about the movie The Thing I still have never seen it oh man body horror looks intense oh. and I don't it's I'm gonna have so to, good I know. I I need to see it eventually, but I only watched that right movie. I mean, like it hasn't been long—five years. It, might, it seems longer now, but um, mm-hmm. even so, like 
I've only seen it once, maybe twice. And it took me like I was definitely an adult. And uh, yeah. but once I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> it's so yeah. good. And the yeah, like the body horror and stuff is fucking crazy. But I remember hearing about that. And then I was like, wait, they rip off. Vi- wait, when did that movie came out? Uh, <laughs> they ripped off Venom. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They ripped off this comic book I read. <laughs> That's amazing. They time traveled 20 years in the future. <sighs> Jerks. John yeah. Carpenter. Weird. There's something about John Carpenter to me. Um, mm-hmm. I know some of our, I think our, our eerie friends talk mm-hmm. about him recently or have talked about him recently. Um, but yeah, they uh, some of his movies, the more I watch them, um, so fucking good. He did uh, Halloween, obviously, but... He did a movie mm-hmm. called They Live, which is fucking stellar. You ever heard of They Live or watched that uh, Is before? that the one with uh, Rowdy Rob- Robbie yes. Piper? Yes. Good Lord. Rowdy Roddy Piper. I I don't follow it. So I just I was like, everything you're saying is close and it's yes. Sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, that movie is stellar. Um, the thing is, is fucking good. There's so many more that I haven't seen of his stuff mm-hmm. um, over time. That's like why I definitely want to dive into like a director's filmography. I always talk about doing that. And there's there's like something some gap I think for every filmmaker I've ever loved, um, yeah. or liked or whatever. There's always mm-hmm. stuff that I'm like I just never saw it. And mm-hmm. when I see it, I'm like like the thing. I'm like oh my god, <laughs> this movie's yeah. fantastic. So yeah, definitely recommend that one. But um, it happens, I guess. You know, they use it in uh, different storylines, and it's kind of fun to watch it that way too, or read it in a comic yeah. book, and it's kind of the same idea but different. Mm-hmm. See what, see how it plays out. Well, while we're hanging out here in the 90s, you know, just luxuriating, um, we watched a movie, I think it was like Thursday after work or whatever. Like there's, there's, there are shows we normally watch, uh, but they're all on hiatus because, you know, you know what's going down in the world. (laughs) So uh, we were just flipping through Netflix. We came across a different movie. We've having, we've been having some luck with Netflix here recently. Yeah, you have. Stephen, we watched a movie that came out in the 90s. Okay. And I feel like we'll need to do a deep dive on this eventually. Ooh. What'd you watch? We watched a movie that mixes live-action humans with mm. hand-animated characters. On Netflix? And basketball. <gasps> because we watched Space Jam. Brent, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> How was it? I'm nervous. No, 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 no. So, I I do have some things. Uh, like it was, uh, it was kind of just okay. Look, I was not mm-hmm. a big Space Jam fan back in the day. Okay. He started a movie off with, uh, I believe I can fly. I got no time for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm over this guy. I was never under him. Thank God. Yeah. More than a lot of these young ladies can say. Truth. Bad dude. Anyway. Uh, what are we talking about? Space Jam. So, Space Jam. Uh, I don't know. It, it was okay. Yeah. Uh, that's why I wonder. That's why I've been avoiding it. I, I, uh, the animation uh, bothered oh, me a little bit. Okay. Like the, um, that's not good. The, the, the character voices also bother me. I mean, mm-hmm. It's like they sought out different voice actors than what were being used in the uh, cartoons of the time. So mm-hmm. everybody voice sounds a little bit off mm. and the uh the animation isn't like flat coloring so they try to like give everybody highlights and low lights but it's just like so like airbrush looking yeah. it's almost like they like 
took the animation cells to that airbrush t-shirt shop in the mall and they were like hey can you make this look as 3d as you can but also uh not good they were like hell yeah man hey jason work on this okay And, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of what it was. And then, like, there's so many close-up shots. Like, they did not want to have to, like, animate any more oh, than they yeah. can. There's so many shots of, like, you, the top of Michael Jordan's head is cut off and also the bottom of his chin. It's, like, that close. <laughs> so strange. But, uh, like, it's, it's a fun movie. It's certainly watchable. Okay. But I don't have the nostalgia for it that some people do back in the day. Also, there's something about the 90s where they were trying to make the Looney Tunes characters cool Again, like people yeah, yeah. would have uh, clothing with the Looney Tunes characters where they're dressed like um, like urban mm-hmm. uh, attire or whatever like they've got the extra long like baseball jerseys on and baggy oh, jeans yeah. and everything you know I remember that it's just like I don't need to do that yeah that's it's weird it's trying hard they're not they're not cool yeah like I don't watch <laughs> Looney Tunes be, to watch oh, see what these cool characters are doing like I want to see Wile E. Coyote ride on a giant stick of dynamite, barreling at a roadrunner, and just fall off a cliff. But he's going to hang in the air for like 15 seconds or so before that, right? I want to see that type of shit. Yeah. This is, uh, it's just, it's weird. It's weird. Lola Bunny. Oh, yeah. They, whoever animated her, they were horny. (laughs) They could not... Sink the shot, so to say, you know? So they're like, I'm going to put all my sexual energy yeah. into animating this bunny character. And they do, like, a pretty good job. Like, it's, yeah. they, they hit the tone that they're going for, but I wish that tone wasn't there because it is uncomfortable. I don't know. I like her. Yeah. She's the Jennifer Love hero of that movie. You, you know say. what? She kind of is. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Lola Bunny, there's a standing offer for you as well. Come over. We got sex wings. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, so I don't remember when we talked about that, but uh, Amanda and I listened to the whole thing, or at least part of it, of the uh, How Did This Get Made podcast about Space Jam. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. mentioned, like, everybody was, like, so excited in the audience, and they were like, guys, we don't know if you've seen this recently, but this movie is not good. Yeah. But they also, I think it was that one, none of them had grown up with it. So they were already mm-hmm. older when it came out, but also, like, they didn't ever have a nostalgia for it. And I, I think you need that. For yeah. that movie, it seems at least something, because from what I've heard, revisiting it is not pleasant. Um, it doesn't hold up on its own. So I'd be intrigued to see my nostalgia kind of shine through that. Yeah, I think it. Where I was when I was growing up, I like just missed the mm-hmm. the point where that would be like part of my um, for sure. Oeuvre, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like that and uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Like I love oh, yeah. Disney. I really do. Um, best corporation on the planet. Always great practices. Never nice any shady business at all. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but like the the properties and the characters and everything. I love mm-hmm. them all. You know what? Uh, have I spent a lot of time in my youth ranking the hotness of the Disney princesses? Yeah, of course I did. Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. I'll regret it. I probably couldn't have mentioned it on the show. But, but here, we just, just, here, here we are. Here we are. Obviously, Jasmine's number one. Everyone else oh. falls flat for me. But... She's, um, yeah, that's a good number one. That said, that said, uh, I do not care for Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I think Jack Skellington is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, I don't care about any of it. And that kind of hit around the same time as Space Jam. So I just, even though it, it was like in my time, it was not something that I 
uh, watched yeah. more than once, and I was just like, mm, not for me. And that's kind of where I stand with it as an adult <laughs> as well. I don't. But again, I I think it's certainly watchable. Uh, mm-hmm. Bill Murray's in the movie. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, if you if you grew up in that era, mm-hmm. I think people could watch it. I know they have the. Uh, was it Looney Tunes back in action or whatever? It's the, the other live I action never saw movie. It, with, yeah. With Brendan I think, Fraser. Uh, Brendan Fraser yeah. and uh, Jenna Elfman. Oh, wow. Yeah. It? And I, I pulled it up on uh, on Netflix and the little like uh, title card thing. Um, the animation looks better. It doesn't have like the weird mm. highlight low light issue that uh-huh. I was complaining about. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I might try to watch that one just to see if it's better. But yeah, it's, it's I, a, a, a weird time where they were just trying to merge the Looney Tunes characters with live action. And I don't know if it was yeah. because Looney Tunes uh, characters were in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and that's still a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they were like, oh, let's just keep doing this. But, yeah. well, Space I'm, Jam. <laughs> yeah. I'm very intrigued for, for so many reasons, and I'll tell you. Uh, because, one, okay, okay, Space Jam came out in 1996. So I was 11, and okay. you were... How old? Uh, 78. 78. 78. So yep. I was probably closer to the age. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell with 78, but yeah, let me, we're about in the middle let me, there. Let me uh, do some math. You said it was 96? 96. Okay. Live mathing. I was 14. Okay, yeah. So maybe so, yeah. Like, that seems like right, like 11 to 14 is a big age range. And mm-hmm. that age, like that's a big difference in that age range, I guess. Yeah. Um, and for someone liking this or not, because I feel like. I, for one, I would say that I haven't watched Space Jam in a long time, and if I did revisit it, I'm worried that I will not hold a lot of nostalgia enough to like make it worth it, like it'd be great or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And Amanda, my wife, didn't really grow up with this movie at all, so she just happened oh, to not okay. really watch it, so she's never really had much to say about it anyway. But mm-hmm. um, but I did, and so I wonder, like maybe I was at least closer to that age that it might have been, like it would stick with me more over time, but mm-hmm. I've never really like revisited it either. Not yeah. in decades still. Um, but I also looked up, I had never seen, I, I was out of that range whenever the uh, back in action came up. But um, I think it's funny you brought that up because that one, so this came out in 96, Space Jam. Back in action came out in um, 2003. So that's a pretty mm-hmm. big jump in quality for, especially like computer animation. Um, yeah. That maybe they could get better about like making live action and, and animation like kind of seamless or whatever or better. Yeah. Uh, so that's intriguing. But um, also, Looney Tunes back in action, I never knew this, was directed by Joe Dante. And I love Joe Dante. He directed Gremlins and oh, yeah. Gremlins 2 and The Burbs and Inner Space, a lot of stuff from the 80s that I love so much. And, uh, and I liked some of his stuff further on, but I didn't know that. But the director of. Um, Space Jam is really intriguing to me, and I, I don't think I've brought this up on the podcast before, but okay. um, it's so intriguing to me because it's directed by this guy named Joe Pitka, and Joe Pitka has directed two movies. Okay. All right. He's directed a shit ton of music videos, um, like some of the best, even though it's kind of controversial now, some of the best Michael Jackson videos you know were probably okay. directed by Joe Pitka. Um, he also did Janet Jackson. He did a lot of stuff, but, um, he directed a 1989 movie called let it ride with okay. Richard Dreyfus and he directed space jam in 1996. <laughs> let it ride is probably my dad's favorite movie of all time. Wow. I love this movie. 
It is written by a Tulsa native who writes, I can't remember his name right now, he writes for the Tulsa World uh, here at the column. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. That's it. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, At least it was partially, let me see, it was partially, yeah, his name is uh, uh, Jay Cronley. He, uh, he writes a really good article in the uh, Tulsa World, at least the last time I looked. Um, but he, uh, it's this movie about uh, a guy who is down on his luck. He's kind of a schlub. He drives a cab. He's kind of a, a dickhead, basically. It's Richard Dreyfus. He uh, loves the horse races, the horse track. He goes one day, and it's just about one day that he is incredibly lucky finally in his life and he puts down like a thousand dollars on a tip and he wins like ten thousand dollars and then he puts like ten thousand dollars and he wins like a hundred thousand dollars and it's like just one day in the life of this guy and for some reason this random late 1980s comedy movie like any late 80s movie you've forgotten about and didn't know about or whatever for some reason they were like that guy should direct the biggest basketball store in the world in a live action animation hybrid yeah. of Spaceship. It's so weird to me that I don't know how he got on that. I mean, he did a lot of music videos, but I think that is the strangest like through line of any director I've ever known. Those the two movies they've done uh, basically like that. So super weird. But it makes me want to like let it ride is a genuinely good movie. And I love it so much. And I'm like. What a weird world that he would also have directed Space Jam, which at least I have a lot of nostalgia for, if not, is actually good. One of the weirder parts of Space Jam is when you look it up, it says, uh, cast, Michael Jordan, Wayne Knight, Bugs Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) Bill Murray, not mentioned. You know, any uh, Charles Barkley, any of the other basketball players. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, But yeah, Bugs Bunny is an actual actor, which I kind of like, you know what? Mm Mm-hmm. I'll put that in the uh, the plus column. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's good. It's like uh, when when we all universally agree that the Muppets are actual living beings, uh-huh. and we don't look any there further into it. You know, that is kind of how they. I don't. I, again, you've recently watched Space Jam, and that kind of how they. Mm-hmm. I know it's like a different world that they like have to bring the basketball players down to, but. Yeah, the Looney Tunes characters live in the core of the Earth, mm. uh, which is, I think, why my balls keep trying to burrow there, <laughs> trying to get to the. It's like Tunes. trying to drag me down. Yeah. And go down there, have a good time, hang out. Yeah, but uh, but Michael Jordan is familiar with the uh, the Looney Tunes characters, like Bugs Bunny. Yeah, hmm. I'll have to grow a Hitler mustache over this. Anyway. <laughs> he has a Hitler mustache. Okay, I think we can all agree that's a bad choice. <laughs> but he's like, I'm Michael Jordan. I can do what I want. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. weird. Uh, but yeah, they, they do make fun of him for playing baseball. Um, mm-hmm. they don't show him being bad at baseball, but it is one of those, uh, things where it's like, why are you playing baseball? Yeah. It's weird. I'm retired. I do remember, Bugs that. Bunny? I remember that era. Bugs Bunny. Donald <laughs> Duck. Oh wait, Daffy. I oh. good actor. I owe money now. <laughs> you know, I heard, uh, the other day on Reddit, some, well, I was, I didn't hear, I'm not going to say it's a, it's a, it's a rumor gossip. Mm-hmm. But they were like, um, when he retired the first time, I guess, he, yes, he did mm-hmm. it twice from basketball. Uh, apparently, the rumor is the first time he was secretly retired as a punishment for betting on games. But because oh. he was Michael Jordan, they were like, we're not going to do anything to him. So we're just going to suspend him secretly. And then <laughs> he'll come back later. And I was like, wow. 
Yep. I am intrigued by this mm-hmm. idea. So I went don't know from, any truth to that, but yeah, went from two, three to four, five. You know, yeah. Next one in sequence. What? If he comes back playing with number sixty-seven on his oh, jersey, yeah. we'll all know why. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You get yeah. it. Yeah, of course. Well, let's see. Um, the last, I think it was the last thing I really wanted to bring up, unless there's something mm-hmm. else that pops in my mind, was um, you and I had texted about my, my favorite band in all the land. The Airborne Toxic Event has been slowly yes. releasing their music for the new album, Hollywood Park, um, over the last you know few months, I guess. Yes. Um, so they had another song called Coming Out that you and I had talked about briefly on the podcast, I believe. That was their first single from that yes. album. Uh, yep. Which mm-hmm. I dug. And then um, you had actually texted me that you had heard the song, the new one, Hollywood Park. The, the title track came out um, as well. But um, yeah, I told you a little bit in text about some of the stuff they've got going on right now because of COVID, because they were going to release this album and do a book tour and do concert touring and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. that's kind of taken it but uh, uh, in a different direction. But um, I was curious, too, what you thought of the song so far, because mm-hmm. um, you had listened to it as well, I believe, right? I did. So let's go back to uh, Come On Out, because you had mentioned that on the show when I said, after we're done recording, I'm going to go listen to that song. And I did. I just kept forgetting to mention it on the show. So I'm going to start there, right? So I have limited exposure to this band. Uh, We did a a deep dive on it some episodes ago, Mm -hmm. like a year ago, something like that. Gotta be. And uh, I really like that album a lot. Uh I still throw it on every once in a while when I don't want to listen to anything heavy or or rappy. Nice. and uh, so Come On Out is like the first new song I've heard from them. Like mm. the first song beyond the first album oh, wow. of theirs. That, that Big I difference. <laughs> so I listened to Come On Out and it's, um, I got to say when I first heard it, I was like, oh, have they changed their sound a bit? Mm-hmm. Because the one of the first like defining things for me for uh, the Airborne Toxin toxic event is the uh, the rhythm section mm-hmm. is just solid the the bass player and the the drummer uh, are both really good mm-hmm. and it seems like the uh probably just because they've had further albums and have have had a chance to work with different producers or whatever different mixing engineers to where they can kind of put the bass where i guess it typically goes mm-hmm. in most like uh, rock audio mm-hmm. um so it's, it's kind of faded back a bit gotcha but Interesting. Um, come on out i thought the the drums are very like kick snare kick snare kick, like pretty basic mm-hmm. but it, it serves the song mm-hmm. so i was like I, I was a little bit disappointed that it didn't have the uh the oomph of some of the stuff from their first album sure um but i i still think it's a good song like i've i've listened to it a couple of times and then it like got stuck in my head oh cool the melody just from the limited amount of times mm-hmm. that i've heard the song same yeah. which is good i mean um, and one of the things I like about uh, the Airborne Toxic Event is uh, I'm not really a big fan of like singer-songwriter type mm-hmm. of music. I know a lot of people gravitate toward that. It's just, oh, I just, do, yeah. uh, uh, just a singer and their guitar, and their guitar. Or, <laughs> just just the vocals and piano. I'm just like, okay, like it's. I, I get it. I understand why people like it, but for me, I want more. Like, there's a whole spectrum of audio noises out there you know i I really like yeah you're um, into that that's interesting i like sampling a lot you Mm -hmm. know um that that was like what i did when i used to play in bands Mm -hmm. and uh so that's that's what i gravitate toward it just is it just works out for me that way but um so i thought that like before i sat down and we did that deep dive on their first album i thought that's what it was going to be a lot of sing uh singer songwriter type Mm -hmm. of stuff and i kind of classify that as like somebody coming in like the lead vocalist okay 
I've written a song. This is how it goes. Uh, need all of you guys to play basic ass shit because <laughs> yeah, what I'm it. saying is important. <laughs> but that wasn't the case, uh-huh. and uh, I was I was delighted to to hear that. Um, and that's what I like about this band is uh, I, I'm sure that uh, uh, Michael Jolet, mm-hmm. as he pronounces his name, was it Mikhail Jolet? Jolet? I think, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He obviously a secret murderer, as we all know. Yeah. Um, as we explored, go back and listen um, to those episodes. Yeah, yeah got to go back and listen to it. Uh, I like that uh, he he's uh, got some. Uh, he's not always writing the same song over and over again, mm-hmm. and uh, they have a real um, variation from track to track. Yeah, and specifically for these two songs, "Come On Out," like I said, was uh, uh, very kind of like bare bones, but it's uh, I think it benefits on the chorus melody. Oh yeah, a lot, mm-hmm. and it makes it extra hooky that way. Yeah, so that works on that level. But I got to tell you, Stephen, mm-hmm. Hollywood Park title track off of the album of the same name mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever talked about this on the podcast or even mm. just in our, our our private conversations you know both of us sitting in our sex swings apart from each other <laughs> swinging slowly towards each other yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we uh, in the night breeze you know? <laughs> they're outside have I mentioned that they're outside <laughs> Like we a, didn't have hammocks. Like a seesaw. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have kids. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. who cares? I don't give a shit. So, um, but I I judge an album hard mm. on how an album opens. Yeah. Like, whatever that, like, whatever you hit play on and whatever that first noise or whatever mm-hmm. kickstart that album, I am very judgmental on gotcha. it. And I will hold it against an album if that first song is not... Doesn't have to like come out of the gate, mm-hmm. uh, you know, banging the drum, but it needs to like. This is the opening, you know. This is mm-hmm. the intro to the album. It needs to have something there. Yeah, it's an intro. Whether it's like, uh, matter of fact, I prefer it like has a lead in of some sorts. I don't necessarily want it to be like bombast right away. Mm-hmm. And the song starts with like some weird like feedback mm-hmm. and maybe some like some light keyboard noise or whatever. But then it just like rips into the track, and holy shit, the drummer is here for this oh, one. Yeah, that's true. The drummer, it's like uh, I can see Mikhail Jolet coming in with the song, like the the guitar riff and like maybe the vocal melody or whatever. Mm-hmm. The drummer's like, okay, you know what? I got in a fight with my spouse earlier today. I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah. It's going Get off. on the drums. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I really like Hollywood Park. Excellent. Uh, as the, uh, Glad to know. the between the two songs, I I like them both, but I think Hollywood Park mm-hmm. is uh, the one that I gravitate to the most because it's uh, it's a uh, checks notes a banger. A banger. Statement. Yeah. That's so intriguing, uh, and so many things you said there. I have mm-hmm. retorts to, or, or something I want to add to, but um, come at me, bitch. Oh shit. Uh, first off, you're wrong. Okay. Uh, music is created in your feet. Only people know that Brent. Mm-hmm. First off, not in the heart. Anyway, moving on. Bangers. That's why you always wear flip flops. Yep. Or are barefoot. It's making music, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, with every flip of my flop. That's right. Uh, <laughs> That's true. It's percussion, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, because um, I, I I still need to listen to Hollywood Park a little bit more, but I liked the other one more. First off, um, come on out. Uh, but it's also like I have a whole history with this band. Uh, yeah. different songs and stuff and what I like about them but um, uh, for one I would say that definitely the the sound has changed from what you've heard because the bass player has is different now from that first album to now I, I wondered yeah, yeah. 
but I actually, th I think the new bass player is actually better. Uh, but I'm not that into bass, so it's not it's not necessarily me um, thinking that it's like I hear it. And I'm like, oh, that's like he he's better or whatever. I just don't really know much about that. But um, he was brought in, and like they they kind of the other guy left. He was kind of fired. It was it was kind of uh, sketchy or whatever. There's not a whole lot of info about it, I guess. But the new guy was like one of those people. Um, honestly, it's kind of like the one, like the wonders in, in that thing you do, um, where the bass player like leaves at one point. And they have to bring in like a, a guy who's played with a shit ton of bands in. So it's like the guy they have now was like from a bunch of other bands, and it just seems like he knows his shit. But I'd be intrigued to know like the other guy seemed to have been a best friend of Mikel Jolay and had been part of the band early on, and this new guy was kind of brought in after like years of them having albums together. So maybe there's a different dynamic. Of yeah, what he brings to it, or I'm not sure. You know, I just don't know how that thing works. But yeah, uh, and then also between this, the last album and this album, um, they've lost another member, and Anna Bulbrick, um, who plays a lot of the multi instruments, like the violin for there or the viola, um, and she's uh, a female voice in the tracks as well. But they have that. I think in both songs so far, there's a female voice. I'm not sure if it's yeah. her or not. I don't know if that was before she left the band or if she's still helping out, but it seemed to me whenever I was hearing from Mikel Jolay about the album that she wasn't a part of it, she left the band to do her own stuff, and that it would be kind of different, so I expected this to be different from what came before anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the reasons I like this band, and I was glad you kind of hit on it, is that every album of theirs I feel like has been a little bit of a reinvention, and you've picked up so much more than I ever, I, I ever had of Mikel Jolay and how he structures music, or how he doesn't structure music. Um, you've, you've mentioned that before, how like it doesn't follow the exact things of most music theory of like chorus, you know, or like verse, mm -hmm. chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, whatever, like chorus, chorus. Yeah. yeah. He just does like mm -hmm. whatever and just places yeah. things however he feels the song needs it. And uh, I've been really intrigued to follow him over the years because um, it's like they did like their first album, they had like their sophomore effort, they were pretty similar overall, but they expanded, they got a little heavier and um, more going on. Uh, and then after that, for like a few years, it's like they did like electronic stuff, and then they did like at the same time, they did like more like a stripped down album as well. And now we have this, and um, one of the things I like about him and this band is they've been really open about this process for this album in particular, and it's uh, like I would mentioned before, it's kind of like a, a companion piece to the memoir he wrote about his childhood so each story each song rather has like a story behind it he's been putting on social media and it's been intriguing to follow because it means something different he's been more open about the process than his other albums yeah. um but i'm still like waiting. you hear that spielberg yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, like, to me, I like to listen to songs first, just by myself. I don't really necessarily pay attention to the lyrics. I might, I'll listen for words, but mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not letting it dictate to me what the song is about or what feeling I'm supposed to get from it. Yes, right? that's how I am. All right, cool. Yeah. So I've, I'm yeah. meaning to bring this up because I've been noticing, um, trying to share music with my wife, Amanda, she'll always, like, instantly be like, I, I don't understand what they're saying. Like, I need the lyrics. I, I If you want to show me the song, like, I need to know what's going on or whatever. And I realized, like, uh, eventually, like, oh, she and I are completely different in how we listen to music. Mm -hmm. yeah. I listen to it for the melody first, and she listens to it to the lyrics first. And then she needs to decide yeah. if she likes the lyrics enough to be like, oh, the melody's worth it, I guess. Yeah. And I've noticed that in me because, like, there's a, a song I like right now that I wanted to share with someone. And 
I was like, oh, this is like a really peppy, cool song. And then I, I, li- I looked at the lyrics and I was like, oh my God, these are really dark and it kind of like affects something in their history. And like, I probably shouldn't share the song with them. But I had no clue because I had listened to the words, you know? Yeah. Just a different way that I approach it. So I'm, I'm intrigued that you are the same way. So it, it kind of, sort of, but mm-hmm. I'm different than you okay. in that I don't listen to melody. I listen to rhythms and things. Gotcha. Which sure. is why um, I gravitate toward like hip hop because there's mm-hmm. like a, a pretty pronounced beat there. And then you, the way you syncopate your, uh, your lyrics in there, that makes a new rhythm within that existing rhythm. Mm-hmm. And then um, a, a group like Run the Jewels that I've talked about oh, recently, yeah. they uh, have... A lot of like modern hip hop has essentially like the same drum beat at the very least, like all the way through, mm-hmm. with very like minor changes to it. But uh, Run the Jewels tends to like change up the the beat for the chorus versus the verse, and sometimes like Ooh, the like second that. verse what like start out with a different beat and then go back into the original one. So it's more cool. dynamic. Um, and then also in a lot of metal I listen to, there's a lot of double bass like drumming, which mm-hmm. adds to the rhythm, and then the the vocals. Uh, for a lot of the stuff I listen to anyway, like Iron mm-hmm. Maiden, there's a lot of like melody and singing, but stuff like uh, Slipknot or uh, Chimera or something like mm-hmm. that, it's real like uh, harsh vocals, mm-hmm. but it's done like rhythmically instead of like, you know, singing. Or yeah. Whatever. Man, so what an interesting way to yeah say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, like you, like, mm-hmm. I don't really pay attention to the lyrics so much mm-hmm. like i feel like there's a, a safety net for some of the stuff i listen to like um my, i've mentioned before my favorite band is slipknot and i know Corey taylor is like pretty uh easy to like see where he stands on like political issues and like people's rights mm-hmm. and everything so like even if i don't absorb his lyrics on his songs i know like mm-hmm. he's sure. not gonna come out uh you know Pro Hitler youth or anything like that, so I, I feel safe. Like, yeah. yeah. But I've been singing that song for five years. <laughs> Can I do this? Does he know I'm brown? Oh man. But uh, so yeah. Whereas if it's like something new, like especially if it's um, if I hear something about um, an artist, like boy, I really don't want to like, trash anyone. But mm-hmm. like, let's say there's a, a an artist I've heard like questionable things about. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know that their songs are about this, but I just don't even want to wade in those waters, yeah. you know? I'm just like, I don't, I've, I saw you play a concert with a MAGA hat on. I'm good, dude. Yeah, like, right. I don't, I got time for this. Yeah, other shit I can listen to. There's enough variety, yeah, especially right now. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. I, I just don't have the time to waste on anybody that I feel might be that way or yeah. might be so against my values or something. Yeah, I'm with you there, mm-hmm. for sure. And you, you've told me about uh, Mikhail Jolet on uh, on Twitter, and I follow him on Twitter as oh, well. Cool. And, yeah. you know, I, I know where he stands politically, mm-hmm. so I feel comfortable listening to the music without having to, like, be, like, scrutinize yeah. Is he? Is it? Is he talking? Is he talking about Laotians here? What the hell? What's he got against them? Like that that's never a concern, you know. Uh-huh. So I'm just like listening to the the rhythms of the music, but That's a good yeah, point. I mean it's all it's all solid. So yeah. even though you and I are what I would consider like music first listeners, uh-huh. whereas yeah, that's your wife say. Amanda is like lyrics first. Mm-hmm. Um Different way. we are still like separate on like you do the melody and I do the 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 rhythm, uh, which is funny because that's how we made our uh, our uh, show theme song. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it really fits us though really well that way, yeah. and that makes yeah. that actually opens up my eyes a little bit more to to you because. Um, that's one of the things I, I feel like I can't get into like metal in particular. Like mm-hmm. I can get into hip hop, even though it's not my favorite always, mm-hmm. 
but I do like the rhythm obviously about hip hop is like my favorite. Um, so that's kind of like the, the base, the baseline uh, of mm-hmm. everything with it. But, um, like metal to me has always been so hard because I can't find a lot of melody there mm-hmm. and it's hard for me to search for it, but it makes total sense. Now you explained it that way. I'm like, Oh, yeah. well, duh. It's just not something that I'm gravitating towards as much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but what an interesting way that we all kind of approach music a little differently too, you know, mm-hmm. um, coming up from different angles. So what I was getting to with that, with, with this album and these two songs, um, especially Hollywood Park, I, they had released it a few days ago. I didn't listen to it the first day. I forgot the second day, whatever. I saved it in social media. I was like, oh, we'll go back to it. But what I saved were their um, like social media posts about it. And Mikel Jolet has been very open uh, about releasing this album and the two songs so far. And then kind of about the whole album in general, about being very open about where it comes from. And again, it's like mirroring his book that he's releasing about his childhood and growing up with his dad. Yeah. And Hollywood Park is a race, uh, a horse race track going back full circle to me talking about Let It Ride earlier. Um, yeah. That mm-hmm. he and his dad used to frequent. His dad would like gamble on horses and that's where they would kind of hang out in his youth. Um, and so he was like, it's like this, this whole album is kind of related to his dad and his dad had passed away recently. And so he's been dealing with that and how close they had been and how much he taught him over life and how hard their lives had both been. And so this album is all informed by that. And it's been kind of fascinating to hear that, but I wanted to make sure that I listened to the song first by myself because for come on out, I read the social media pieces first and I knew all about it's about him. Like, uh, going like like um i keep thinking escaping but um he was like running away um Mm -hmm. in his childhood or whatever and so it's all about that and it's like oh i knew i read all the stuff about the experiences he had and then i listened to the song and i i realized it kind of colored it for me and i wanted to listen to the rest of the album and especially the song before so it's cool i listened to it got my own opinions about it and feelings about it and then I i read oh this is what it's meaning and the gist of it. So that's been kind of interesting. It's been such a cool experiment. I'm not fully engaged in it right now, especially given everything that's going on in the world. I just don't have the bandwidth for it right now. But it's been cool. They've been really open about the process and why the songs are the way they are and what it all means to him and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Where otherwise, as far as I've understood, he's been a... He's, he's, they've been cool about coming out over time and being like, this is what the song meant to me when I wrote it. But otherwise, like most artists, he just let it fall and see how people accepted it. And this is a new grand experiment for him. So it's been kind of cool uh, yeah. to see how that plays out. But it was nice to hear it first by myself and then kind of go to his interpretation of what it meant, you know. So, mm-hmm. and kind of like you were saying about experiencing it for yourself first before. Mm-hmm. Um, reading the lyrics and, and letting the like letting yourself interpret the song before the, the artist yeah gives their their background on it is the best way to go i think mm-hmm. i tr- i should start doing that on uh uh songs that I'm, I'm i'm excited for but for example mm-hmm. when uh slipknot were coming out with their uh, new album toward the end of uh oh, yeah last year or sometime last mm-hmm. year um they were releasing music videos and I was like, Oh, I should definitely listen to the song first before watching this music video. Ooh. Cause it's probably going to be bad because Good they call. have a track record of uh, bad music videos, <laughs> <laughs> music videos that uh, aren't for me at the very least. Uh, I guess maybe if you're like a big horror fan and you like gore or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe that's for you, but that's not what I get out of a, a slipknot song, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I love the song. Uh, Unsainted. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, the first single off that album, but uh, their music video. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
bad. Which one was really that? bad? I mean, we it was the one I, I had told you about. I think you said you pulled it up and uh-huh. watched like just a, a snippet of it, but it was like uh, a little snippet. Uh, it was the one <laughs> where it has like the close ups. It was like the big like. It was a new album cycle, so uh, they have these new masks, and it was like the reveal of that. But it was like <laughs> their their heads; they were just kind of yes. like slowly like tw- the QVC. turning toward the camera. Yeah, the QVC. Yeah, it's the yeah. world's worst QVC commercial is what I called it. And it was like infused with like background elements oh, or whatever, man. and it was just like oh, it was just that changes it though, right? Yeah. Like same thing. Yeah. Like uh, there's a come on out music video. And they were they had, they had a lyric video first, which I, I always kind of dig. So that's just easy enough, um, kind of a tone look to it, and then like the lyrics, mm-hmm. like simple enough. But they yeah. released the video for it, and I was like, I don't really dig the video for coming out very much uh, from Airborne. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, it was just okay or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, man, I'm really glad I listened to the song first um, before I watched that because that's another one for sure. Not even just them yeah. talking about it, but. Whatever they make to visually accompaniment that uh, or accompany that is is also like I might not want to see that at first mm-hmm. because I might uh, I've been thinking about that lately. Other bands, other people, I've been wanting to share with people, but YouTube is the easiest way to to share. I feel uh, yeah. music with people, but then I'll, I I had not watched the music video for like this one particular song, and I watched it and I was like, oh man, I don't really like that video for what I got from the song. So now I yeah. don't even really want to share it. Because if that's what someone sees the first time they see it, it's not what I saw. And maybe they're getting a different vibe, but like it definitely plays yeah. into it for sure. Steven, uh, I can tell on the odometer, there's some, still some gas in the tank. So we're going to keep traveling down this road because I've got synesthesia where I uh, yes. interpret sounds as colors. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't, I don't have it as strongly as I guess some people where, uh, it's like all sound for me. It's like music in particular. I like get impressions of, of, uh, colors when I listen to certain songs. Is this for real? This is for real. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. That's the amazing things I learned on the internet. Oh. Synesthesia. Yeah. Yeah. So when I hear a song, I'm like, okay, this sounds like it could be a single. They need to make the music video have these colors in it. Ooh. And when I'm right mm. and they do do that, I'm looking at you, Faint by Linkin Park, <laughs> using that yellow and gold color scheme with black. How interesting. When I'm right, I'm right, and I am sorry. <laughs> but when they get it wrong, I am pissed. Man. I don't like it. What an interesting thing. Um, for one, I think that as they're making music videos, they should consult with synesthesiologists. Mm-hmm. That's a real yeah. term. Um, right. To figure out what color scheme they should go for for the feeling right. of that song. I like that. That's right. Yeah, man. Guys, uh, Hollywood directors, yep. I'm available. Come on over. Yeah. I've got some sex swings in the backyard. <laughs> you guys will be used to it. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> these, these West Coast liberals out there. That's a good point, though. And, um, man, I, I love that because there's something so cool about the human body. The fact that people can like the people that really full on like see colors and mm-hmm. stuff with certain sounds. I'm like, that's fascinating to me. Um, but also I've realized more and more over time that I do a lot of things personally for, f- through feeling. Mm-hmm. And so that's like, I think a lot of people do, but I, I, I think I do in particular. Um, but there's something about like, if you watch that music video, like that one for faint, and you're like, when I listened to the song, I had like a yellow color palette gold in my head. And then they do that. It just feels right. Right. Steven. Like, oh, my God. 
Goosebumps. It's not even that great of a music video, but the color <laughs> scheme <laughs> is so important to me. And I didn't realize like how that would come into play, uh, especially like later in life when I would uh-huh. uh, make my own comics and I like got into coloring them and everything. And so now I'm Ooh. even more picky yeah. about shit like that. Man, I bet. Oh, man. It's, it's worth a it, nightmare. Though. Well, yeah, I like everybody's both at the same time. It's worth it. It's a nightmare. Um, it's good and bad. It can yeah. lock you in, or you can't yeah. feel like you can make a decision if you can't find the right thing, I suppose. But yeah. you have a, a, maybe a leg up over other people mm-hmm. that are just trying to figure it out whenever you can be like, no, this feels right. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's cool grays and white. That's what it yeah. is. Okay? Anyone got a problem with it? You can see yourself to the door. Oh, they're all leaving. Huh. And that's- well, this didn't go well. <laughs> Huh. I guess I shouldn't have walked in here with a bomb strapped to my chest after all. Okay. I don't Oops. even work here. <laughs> what kind of car wash is this? <laughs> he just walked into our car wash and said we have to paint everything yellow. I'm yeah. not sure if it's a pee joke. I'm not sure what's going on. This guy's got a bomb strapped to his chest. I got out of there right away. <laughs> Well, Stephen, this was a good talk about music. We don't uh, get into it we all that often, but yeah. uh, here we are. You know, I know it's pretty good, and we actually music it up. Did I feel like we made some good points for once? That's my big problem is I, I just don't have the vocabulary or the uh, I don't know. Like I, I have, I don't have the the ways I want to talk about music. The way I feel inside my heart, I don't have mm-hmm. the the way to express that like I do for movies. I just have a, a yeah. better vocabulary for movies and knowledge. Yeah base i guess so mm-hmm. uh, but that was pretty good um i did want to mention one last thing i'd, I'd kind of talked to you about that i was cool with the airborne toxic mm-hmm. event um they were supposed to do a, a book tour and a concert tour uh basically for the spring and summer and i was going to go in may like may 30th i think uh in houston and uh because of everything they've, they've canceled that but i thought it was really cool and I just want to give a shout out to them that they've uh, kept their dates, essentially. But instead of physical mm-hmm. dates, they're just going to be digital. So if you had bought tickets to the book signing in Houston or wherever you were on that date, he's still going to do it that same night. He's just not going to be there physically. You'll get a link. Uh, they've opened up ticket sales so more people can join these, but there'll be small groups of people, whoever could originally have bought them. Um, you'll still get a book signed by him, but it, all the money goes towards the independent bookstores which I thought was really rad. Um, they wanted to keep that going. Cause I was like, yeah. I don't, I know it's going to be canceled, but I don't want to cancel my own ticket. Mm-hmm. Like I bought, uh, Amanda and, and myself both tickets, but I was like, I'd rather that money, like it's already gone for me. It's fine. Yeah. I'd rather that bookstore and Houston get it, you know? So that's cool. They're keeping yeah. that up. Uh, but then it's just going to be this intimate online gathering, essentially in these zoom meetings, I guess, where, uh, he's going to do some songs. He's going to talk about his, his book, talk about the album, uh, records or not record, but uh, perform some some live songs and then do a, a mm-hmm. Q and A. But they'll all be a little more intimate. And uh, to yeah. me, honestly, not having as an introvert, not having to go outside and go to an event in downtown Houston and just yeah. be able to stay home is actually kind of nicer. Um, yeah. So it's kind of cool, and you know, uh, be able to see him that way without having to actual like go out. <laughs> so that's kind of yeah. nice to me. Uh, but that was really cool. Like everybody's adjusting. I hope that they'll be able to tour again in the fall or next year. I'd been waiting five years for this point and uh, it kind of sucks, but uh, they're trying to make it the best of it. And uh, that's good for them and everybody involved. Cause he is a brand new baby. Like he needs the money I'm sure as well. And yeah. you know, he's kind of had this huge plan and this book and I just want them to be successful. So well, yeah, it seems like they're doing the, the best they can with that. So it's been pretty cool. 
Uh, when you first told me about the bookstore thing, um, I was like, ew, gross, books. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, I bet, I bet they have at least like a comic some section comics. in there. So then I was okay. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, all right, oh, cool. Yeah, I guess Maybe so. some audio books or whatever. And I was like, cool. Yeah. What if I went and looked at that bookstore for you and I didn't see one and you're like, all right, cool. Burn it down. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're like, if, if, it has to be done. Yep. It has to be done. I agree with you. If it doesn't have a, a single comic book. That's right. What are you even doing mm-hmm. in this day and age? Why? Why even do that? That is at, at the yeah. very least, uh, go to your uh, local newspaper and cut out like a, I don't know, like a Frank and Ernest strip. Yeah. Put it in a frame and put it behind the cash register or whatever. Yeah, you know, at least, just have something. At up. least that. Yeah. Yeah. What if get, you- one of those, <laughs> get one of those Ziggy cartoons that says you won it when and, you know, put that up. Thumbtack that in the side of your drywall. I imagine you going into a, a bookstore and looking frantically everywhere for one comic book and don't see one. And you go up all Karen-like up to the register, just ready to scream at that manager. And you mm-hmm. see, like, one family circus. And you're like, all right, we're cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just walk yeah, away. that's right. Okay. That's a lot of dots that, uh, what's his name, Ralphie or whatever, is trying to oh, follow. Yeah. Those were the best ones. Yeah. Pretty uh, much the same thing. But, you know, <laughs> still fun to watch. Or fun to look at, I should say. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, um, or I was going to ask you if you are doing the uh, the Zoom meeting get together. Are you going to participate in that with for the album? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. I am curious because I've I've only had limited interaction with Zoom so far, and mm-hmm. it's been like family get-togethers online where we all can see each other, and then um, the work one that we did where my boss, my CEO, furloughed us. That was super fun, mm-hmm. which was just a yep. video that we got to watch, but we weren't, you know, participating. Oh, it wasn't live. Wow. So that's I cool. I wondered like this is a Q and A thing. And they have a chat function on Zoom, so maybe that's more how, or maybe it'll be like Twitter or like pre-approved. I don't know how it'll work or whatever, but yeah. uh, I'm hoping it's more of a. Uh, they just have like one screen of him sort of thing because mm-hmm. I did see uh, they were trying the Pods of America guys have been doing Zooms instead, at least for a few of theirs, and I saw yeah. screen mm-hmm. screen caps of them, and they were like like 15 people just sitting in their living rooms watching like John Lovett and I was like oh I would not like that sounds great but I would not want to be seen I don't want to actually interact mm-hmm. I just want to watch it go down so yeah we'll see how it plays out Stephen I need you to participate and in the zoom chat I need you oh, to God. type multiple times only this <laughs> okay show feet <laughs> show feet <laughs> yeah. show feet <laughs> then later all caps show feet what if he did it right away Show feet. <laughs> Just keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> so I can show it to your wife later. Yeah, of course. Freak her out. All the celebrity feet stuff you need. Brent, I mm-hmm. saw on Reddit earlier. So there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff on the internet. That's uh, I've told your wife this recently, or like the last few months too, that she mm-hmm. just does not know about. Um, that would scar her, right? There's a lot of stuff on the internet. There's a lot of stuff on Reddit already that would do yep. that. There are a lot of gross things that I've had to shut the internet off after I saw them and been like, I'm done for the day. But there was one thing the other day, earlier today maybe, that I was like, it threw me off so badly, and I was like, I can't do anything right now. And it wasn't even that gross. All it was was a sculptor who was sculpting feet. But it was as if, imagine like you're on your knees on the ground and the way your feet curl under, and they're all kind of like, like my hands are, they're all kind of like wrinkly. Yeah. So he was doing like individual uh, foot wrinkles. 
Wow. And it, it was so realistic mm-hmm. that I almost barfed. It was just, wow. like, and I don't even have a problem with feet, but I felt yeah. so bad for Brandy and I just shot yeah. my mind that I was like, it just was so gross looking to me just to see like an individual guy just like one at a time just do foot wrinkles. Ugh, it really threw me off, man. And you know how like when uh, most like people who do like carpentry or woodworking or anything mm-hmm. like that, they'll like do some shavings and then they'll just like yeah. lightly blow off the, the uh-huh. stuff. He actually licks, he it, licks off, it off, which is the thing. Every time. And he like savors it. He looks like right in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and there's usually like one curl of, of like wood chip hanging off mm-hmm. the side of his mouth and his mustache and then he just mm-hmm. slowly grabs it mm-hmm. and pulls it in. Yep. Ugh. I was gonna save that one for later. <laughs> but it looked way too delicious for me. Anyways, on to pinky toe wrinkles. <laughs> oh god, see it's so gross. The thing about the internet is it. like whatever you Google you could probably find. Yeah. But I'm just like in my head I'm just like there's got to be like some stuff you couldn't find. Like, mm. like if you typed in cum badger, let's look it up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think it was when we had uh, Dave Roberts on, uh, and you you Googled what squirrel uh, squirrel penis or squirrel dick or something oh, yeah, like that, yeah. you find it. You you found it almost immediately. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's just like uh, everything has to be out there in one way or the other, right? Like I feel yeah. like some stuff. Like, uh, even though it doesn't exist, I feel like you could find uh, unicorn dick pretty easily uh-huh. just because there's a whole internet obsessed with unicorns. Yep. And, like, also a subsect of them that are obsessed with, like, fucking. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you could do that pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a unicorn dick out there. Yeah. But, like, cum badger? What is that? What is that? Like, what like, would that... that be? Yeah. I don't want to know. I'm not looking it up. I'm looking at it up right now. Steven is Googling it. <laughs> I'm definitely doing this on the internet. He's, on the he's internet. got his VPN turned on. <laughs> oh, Brent. There's even more than you could possibly know about unicorn <laughs> dicks. First off, there are... Uh, there are... <laughs> there are women's uh, winter slippers that have dicks on them. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's pretty good. Uh, and then you also got, uh, it's more, I thought it was going to be more of a, um, a you know, a, a regular unicorn with a dick where it should mm-hmm. be. But instead, it's mostly like these where the, oh. the dick is the horn. Oh, itself. okay. That's weird. You know, oh. it has uh, balls that hang down below its eyes as if it's like a. <laughs> it does. Um, you know, like, oh, like Doc yeah. from the uh, the Seven Dwarves, how his glasses yes. sit real low on his nose? That's like that. So, like, it, it seems like the unicorn would be, like, mm. trying to use reading glasses, but it's just balls. He does still have a regular dick. I want to point that yeah, out. It's just uh, hanging out. It's a big old, big old dick at the bottom. Um, oh, I like this it's one. It's Happy Trail as stars. It's got, this one's from Etsy, oh, I think. Boy. This one's a knitted. It's oh, more like knitted. a dick that has a unicorn <laughs> horns on it and a unicorn rainbow mane. Which is kind of nice. Much like the uh, the songs of the Airborne Toxic Event, mm-hmm. unicorn dicks out there in the world <laughs> have variety. There's a little something they for do. everyone. They yeah. really do. Um, there's a lot of stuff on the internet. Um, let's look up Cum Badger. Oh, boy. Um, Here we go. Well, first off, Cum Badger is a, an entry on the Urban Dictionary. What? Already. Really? Uh-huh. Damn. Um, what is that? <laughs> 
Oh, God. Well, that's not good. <laughs> I don't know if I want to mention it. But uh, it basically says a, uh, a white, usually protein-based stain on okay. black clothing slash hair producing a badger-like effect. Oh, I thought that the, would have been like a cum skunk. There you go. I think that's better, actually. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think that's what uh, Pepe Le Pew had going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That poor cat. Um, but yeah, there's not a whole lot um, uh, of good things. They're not, there's yeah. not a whole lot of good ones for that one. But I will okay. say I, there's, there is a rule called on the internet called Rule 34, which mm-hmm. states that if, if you can think of it, there is porn of it. So mm-hmm. there's got to be something out there that someone's made uh, and, yep. and is jerking off to. So, so audience, get out there, oh, get yeah. your porn hubs, your red tubes, mm-hmm. your uh, wood rocket, whatever the other ones are. Wood rocket? I, guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of yeah, any of them. Anyway, <laughs> get out there. Search <laughs> Cum Badger. <laughs> Let us know what you find. Yeah, you know? if it's not there, Spend then some, make it. Yeah. Really, spend some time with it. What else are you going to be doing yeah, right now? Exactly. You, know? you have the time. We all have you time. have the power. <sighs> Make the that cum badger. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, Brent, uh, did you have anything else you want to mention today? You know, I got some stuff to, to talk about next week. Well, that's so fantastic. We'll save it for then. Awesome, because I think this is a pretty good episode so far. And by pretty good, I mean, yeah, it's okay. Um, Fair to middle end. Yeah. We, we're done. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, please rate and review <laughs> us on your favorite podcast app. You can contact us by email. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterbox. It's all in the show notes. You know yep. it. You get it. You love it. Yep. So super easy email address <laughs> to type in. You you get it. Uh, type it once. Set it and forget it. Yeah. Set it. Forget it. Keep it there. Send us stuff. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. What do you want to do? Yeah. Interact. It's fun. Yeah. And maybe, maybe, maybe we'll mention it. Maybe. Maybe. Well, we will. It's content. Yeah, we, we will. We're desperate we're for it. Yeah, we're definitely desperate. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brent, uh, it was good learning about some things about each other today with music and, and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, that was kind of yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that, uh, you know, earlier whenever I was going to record this episode, my wife asked me what our topic was. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I don't know. It's the apocalypse. We haven't had a topic in months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by months, I mean probably a month. I don't know. It's been years. Mm-hmm. Sure. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of like how this is rolling out. I think eventually we yeah. might have to get back into some actual planned stuff. And there are some things mm-hmm. I definitely want to watch or discuss with you mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah. uh, so far, so good. And I think that, you know, each week we just we're all trying to make it by like everybody's trying to make it by. So, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully this is a little fun for everybody and, uh, you know, something to, to do while you're doing other things. Yeah, uh, something to take your your mind off of uh, the insanity of the world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our show isn't good, but we hope it's fun. Yeah. Uh, maybe you'll learn a thing or two. Uh, if you learn anything, it's usually like, oh, I don't like when they say this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't trust the them on that one. Yeah. And that's for sure. You uh, should definitely leave that up. I got a letter from a senator about saying puss a few episodes ago. <laughs> it just said, stop it. And you know what you did. So... Yeah. Oh man. Well, we have our fans. That's right. Thanks, Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> that's right. God bless. I'm gonna vote for you anyway. Oh, no. Man. No, that's not the that's not the candidate. No. It's not. But we can't get into all that. You know. Wah, wah. Uh, so everybody, come back next week, and we'll uh, we'll all be in this together. That's right. Like they said in High School Musical, you know. Did did they? We're all in this together. <laughs> Rest of the song has the lyrics, but I don't know.
Listen, we don't listen to lyrics. <laughs> That's true. We don't we care. Prove that. We prove yeah. that. Oh man! All right. Well, yeah. that was uh, that was good times, Brent. And it uh, was. I appreciate you being here for it. So uh, until next time, everybody. I'm Stephen. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. Come back. <laughs> <laughs>
we're still figuring this thing out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, we're barely even recording still to this yeah. day. We barely have had that figured out. So, you know, to this day, I think we should change our cover art to our mm-hmm. podcast to say something about a pop culture podcast. It would make sense. So when people find, mm-hmm. uh, if they do a search in the mm-hmm. whatever podcast app they're using, and let's say they type in uh, Baby Driver, mm-hmm. or they type in Fast and Furious, yep. and it pulls up our podcast. It just seems like uh, two uh, jamokes out there yep. talking about... Uh, stuff. Looks at, looks at oh. notes. Stuff. Oh, I ruined it. Yeah, I was trying to read. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> it took me a you long time. It I was drawn out. I, I was dragging my finger. Yeah. Just there right across yeah. the letters. Um, all of my books are in Braille. I think that might be part of my problem but i insist you know i love the extra cost i love uh the texture paper but you can't even read braille it. that's what's so weird about it no but i just like to touch things. you like the texture yeah you do. i like to walk, walk through a women's uh, <laughs> uh clothing store and just like put my hands out and touch all the fabrics there's so many steven there's so many to there's choose so many from. to choose from they're so there's soft they're yeah soft yeah uh fuzzy fuzzy and soft mm-hmm. the possibilities are endless yeah guys have cotton denim belt <laughs> <laughs> those are our options in my head the the place you were going through is target and i was like that is what target has for men's clothing yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's right workout stuff it's the only uh, yeah. extra yeah yeah man what a trip for real though but i mm-hmm. uh i feel like we're not a we're not a good show no, but hopefully we are some fun. Like you said, is uh, mm-hmm. is the best yeah. we can hope for, and I think that's a that's yeah. pretty good goal. Yeah. So, did we already finish? I I think so. All right. I was I was literally about to say, well, until next time. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, wait, 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 wait. Dude, dude, pretty sure dude, I did it. <laughs> yeah. We confused ourselves even with it. Definitely confused myself. Clap, clap. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, wait, I think the mailman is here, or mailwoman. Um, Who there? Hi, hello. Hi. Uh, sorry for interrupting, uh-huh. but paintbrushes? Paint, I don't know. Where would they be? I would just clean the garage. Yeah, I went through everything. I can't find any of them. Oh, wait, come over here. Okay. They're okay. in this room. The mailwoman is asking about paintbrushes. What a weird segment. Like, tell tell Amanda to shout Wu Tang Forever. Hey Amanda. Hey what? Can you do me a favor? Yep. Can you shout Wu Tang Forever? Wu Tang Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Brett's laughing. <laughs> oh man, we gotta write this down. I don't know when yeah. that started. Uh, yeah, sorry, I moved all that stuff in here because we would need it, and then of course I've recorded in here, so you can't come get it. Oh my god! Well, okay, <laughs> this is horrifying. <laughs> so this is horrifying. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. When we first met, oh, the male woman's here again. Oh, here she is. And the oh. door slowly opening. This is horrifying. <laughs> she's, she's crawling on the ground. I was expecting her to. To grudge in. <laughs> he said he was expecting you to grudge in. We can hear everything you do, so it's not going to work if you... Well, you put all my supplies in a room. Take all your supplies. That's fine. And it's fine. I'm not... It's just... I, I gl- I'm glad that you crawled behind me. That was funny, but... Um, 
doesn't help. <laughs> it picks it up? It picks everything up. Oh. Yeah. Well, just pretend I'm Savannah. Oh, my dog's in here. Can you? Can I get a riff ruff? <laughs> Record? Oh, yeah. There we go. Wow. First time. 142 episodes. We had to uh, do the um, the recording. Mm-hmm. This is already not good. This is already not good. Oh, wait. We're um, already starting off bad? Nor- normally, we, we do one, two, three, record. Yeah. And we, we tried that, but it didn't work on your end. Your computer refused. Your computer yeah. was like... God damn it. Fuck Another you. podcast? <laughs> yeah. Why? So, as per the new rule, we, we checked the rule book, mm-hmm. and uh, we had to double it to six, and it's just... It's, it's the way it goes. It's not good. Yeah. But like we you did said, it. Yeah. hmm Because otherwise, it would have doubled every time, mm-hmm. and it would have we would have been at 12 next time after that 24. I, I don't even... Oh, okay. I didn't know what happened after oh. that because my clock just starts over. <laughs> oh, you need you should get a new clock, sir. No. They've updated those. Mm-mm. I don't think so. <laughs> you don't I You know what? I can't go out. Can't can't prove it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can't right. prove it. It's gone forever. <laughs> you can't prove it. So <laughs> you show me a clock with a face that says thirteen on it and then I, we'll talk. You tell me, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Brent, you're wearing a red shirt. I am wearing a red shirt, as are you, meaning that one of us is definitely going to die during the course oh, of this podcast. Shit. And since we're in the outtakes, um, you heard how bad the show was, mm-hmm. listener. Um, both of us are now dead, I guess. <laughs> we you were know? both sentenced to die. Yeah. <laughs> we just know it now, even though it's premature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know it's coming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of premature coming, <laughs> here, here we are. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back at it again, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't have anything to talk about. Um, oh, okay, cool, cool, During cool, cool. this, this, uh, out talk, out talk, out talk. What do we call this? Oh boy, this oh, is not good. This is a great start so far. I, I, I took a shot of. Uh, mm, I was gonna ask. Um, God, it's so hot in here. What is it? Some kind of whiskey. The one with the um, the pecan one with the uh, oh the pretty lady on it. Uh, the one that looks like you a little bit that I masturbate <laughs> to. Wait, what? <laughs> no, that's just your forearm tattoo. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can make it wiggle around. That's right, yeah. You make it dance. I'm wearing a hula skirt. It's nice. It's fun. And respectful. Tasteful, even. Man, now I have a, I have a picture of you. I have an image for a tattoo mm-hmm. on my forearm. I want mm-hmm. you in a cowboy hat. Yep. Right? And I want it... That's going to start at the, the crook of the elbow. Okay. So that I can make your face all scrunched up. All right? The cowboy hat's oh, above okay. my elbow cre- cre- crease. Okay. Your face is in the crease, so I can make mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're down below. You got your your finger guns ready to pull. Pew, and pew. then your your chaps end right at my fingers, so I can just stick my middle <laughs> finger up, and it's your dick. <laughs> but it's kind of like a it's kind of like a Spider Man thwip. Hey, you know what? Look at things. Best you case do it, scenario right? for me. You know? So there you go. Favorite fictional character. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, tattooed on Steven's. Yeah, uh, most of his arm. Most, like, yeah, sixty-five percent of, of your of your arm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's tiny legs, great. but you know, um, I don't. What it is. I don't have any tattoos. I <laughs> think if I'm going to get one, that's going to be my first. Obviously, yeah. um, a full size half arm tattoo that goes down through uh, my wrist and my palm. 
should be pretty easy to get through tattooing, I would imagine. I think so. so. I think you'll like it. I think you'll find, once you have that, you're like, well, I got to have more. You have kind of said that for you guys, right? Or is that for you, both of you and Brandy? Both feel like uh, you need more? J- just me. Oh, uh, okay. My wife feels like she's uh, reached her tattoo peak. There you go. Um, she, she had a bad experience with uh, one of her tattoos. Um, oh, I didn't know the, that. Like the, the color. Uh, she's got a, a, a poppy flower on uh, the inside of her left fore, her right forearm, her right forearm, mm-hmm. and uh, it has uh, red tones in the uh, the petals. And mm-hmm. uh, she had some kind of re- um, reaction Ooh. to it. So uh, gotcha. she was like, mm, "You know what? I'm good." Good. And then we we both oh. have uh, a, a tattoo of our uh, big dog cages dog mm-hmm. paw print, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and I've got a, a tattoo of a little uh, dumb circle dinosaur that I made a it's long awesome. time ago. It's not dumb. Um, that I love. So yeah, yeah. So if you do, you know what your next tattoo is going to be? Are you thinking about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a, a full back tattoo of Satan oh. ripping a seagull in half. Wow, that's um, really specific. Mm-hmm. And I know people are like. But why is Satan ripping a seagull in half? It's because a phone book is too hard, you <laughs> idiots. Duh. And they hardly even exist anymore, right? So, what seagulls? Sure, I see them yeah. everywhere, Stephen. <laughs> I just watched I Finding Nemo. There's one in that in movie. <laughs> There's one right there. It's cartoon, but still, yeah, rip it in half. Yeah, yeah. I like that goal. Yeah, ripping seagulls in half. I guess that's that's Satan's thing, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a band called Flock of Seagulls. I'm telling you, seagulls are everywhere. Okay? Yeah, that's Don't true. Don't ever say they're going extinct. I okay. apologize. Um, they are with us forever. Mm-hmm. And that's we right. love to rip them in half. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. Listen, yeah. um, I took a shot yeah. of my, my normal bullet whiskey, but I also yeah. have a surprise. I didn't know if I should wait for the show. Should I do that mm-hmm. now in the outtakes? Who knows what's even going on right now? Oh, yeah. We haven't even... We're not even in the show yet. I was gonna say sunk, but sinks. Oh, yet. we should sink for sure. We should do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we should do that first. Uh, let's go with uh, face crease. Love it. In homage of the uh, tattoo, you will definitely be getting. I'm um, so excited. And we about will it. Uh, do an episode as you're getting that tattoo. Okay. I would imagine. Let's see. Probably in the next couple of weeks. I'm sure society yeah, yeah, yeah. will reopen rapidly, right? Well, here's my thing. Because if I if it doesn't though, I'm pretty sure I could find some pretty good tutorials. Uto- uh, YouTube tutorials yep. um, about how to tattoo myself. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if prisoners can do it, I think I can find a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Amazon at least. So I feel yep. like I might just go ahead and go for it. You know, yep. it, it's the time to like bud as an artist. I feel if yep. you have the inclination, go ahead and tattoo yourselves, guys. That's right. All you have to do is order bulk paper clips, metal ones, of course, aluminum, you know, cool. unfurl those, take a metal file, File them down to a point. Okay. okay. File okay. down one of the ends. Okay. Then mm-hmm. you get some ink, but I don't have ink. I don't have tattoo ink. Mm-hmm. Brent, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Well, do you have charcoal? You sure do. You got a <laughs> bunch of old briquettes sitting in your garage that you've <laughs> been in there for three, four years. Take one of those. Yeah. Put it in, um, I don't know, apple cider vinegar mm. that you've that also good. had in your pantry for several decades right I, I saw that on pinterest you drink activated charcoal with some cider vinegar apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. and it's supposed to um remove your colon i'm not sure but i hear it's yeah. great it's on pinterest so. check it, it out falls right out yeah, yeah. <laughs> come right out in the toilet says, fuck this yeah. shit yeah you eating charcoal briquettes <laughs> i'm out <laughs> but yeah home tatting is the way to go 
So just keep that in mind. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I do want to jump in here before we do our sync word because okay. with tattooing, uh, I will talk a little bit later on, but I've been watching the X-Files, continuing on with that uh, I think re-watch. I think you mean you've already talked about. I, I have? Yeah. Well, I mean, in the past, I've t- I was going to give an update of where I'm at. Well, what I'm saying is, in the course Uh-oh. of this show... Oh, because this will be at the end. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, wow. What a time warp. Guys, yeah. I took one shot, but I am loopy. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> Brent's from the future, apparently. That's what I got That's out right. of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, there was an episode I watched, uh, and I particularly liked it because... I don't know his, his actor name, his real name, mm-hmm. but um, Liam, fr- uh, one of the Irish guys from Veronica Mars, one of the guys in the Irish bar that uh, attacks Veronica multiple times over that show. He was mm-hmm. in an episode of The X-Files like a decade earlier. And uh, and Veronica Mars, he looks very uh, rough. He looks like he's lived life. And mm-hmm. I mean, he's part of a gang, so it kind of makes sense. And this, he's actually like a suave guy. It was kind of interesting oh. to see him that way. And yeah. he was kind of macking on Scully. So that was kind of fun to see her in a romantic role for the first time in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the episode was about uh, he gets divorced in the beginning, and he's drunk. And across the street from the bar he's at is a tattoo parlor. So he goes in, and he gets like a sailor girl, like an old school one. And it infects him and starts talking to him to start killing women. And it's uh, voiced by Jodie Foster. What? And wow. she was great. Um, yeah. It was fantastic. But he's dating Scully, and he Scully's got to go through some shit in the show at that point, so he convinces her to go get a tattoo. She gets a tramp stamp. So totally surprising. Wow. But uh, she starts hallucinating a little bit. And part of the show, spoiler alert, uh, that they get into is that um, the guy that they go to is from um, maybe like Indonesia, something like that, like Thailand, somewhere like that. And he's come over to the States, and he has always used certain things to get pigments, and red is a big part of that show. The red of the, of the lips of the, the mouth lips, Brent, mm-hmm. get your head out of the gutter, of the tattoo on his arm is like from a certain plant or whatever. The green he gets from rye grass. Uh, and then they find out that there is a, like a mite that is in the grass, like in rye grass, and that somehow he might have crushed it up and tattooed people with something that infected them. So basically, I'm never getting tattooed because <laughs> it will start telling you to kill people. It's, yeah. what I, it's what I gathered from the X-Files. Well, at least you have an excuse that way. There you, you know. go. Exactly. Yeah. But it yeah. looked pretty cool. I mean, it was yeah. an old school. He could make it. It was on his forearm, just like we were talking about. He could make it mm-hmm. dance. Well, yeah. You know, but then it, you know, it did kind of take over his life. So that's okay. what are you going to do? What, what can you do? And if you reference that story mm. within the main show that we've, the listeners have already um, heard. Yeah, yeah. What kind of weird circular time loop <laughs> logic do we have going on here? Be fantastic. Strange. Because we do that all the time, and I have no idea where things are actually going to fall by the end of mm-hmm. the edit. So Yeah. Both yeah. of us, right? Especially since we both took shots immediately before recording. Absolutely. And it's just going to set in, going to nestle itself inside of our bodies as we're mm. recording. Already mm. going. I'm feeling warm and a little too toasty. Yeah. I turned on the air conditioning a little bit more. I'm fanning myself here, guys. Mm-hmm. That's how good that shot was. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's yeah. weird, too, because you're starting with your nipples. You're fanning your nipples. And sure. Then where yeah. You know, like, uh, there's certain parts of your body. It's like the, the inside of the wrist is, like, susceptible to heat and cold. It'll, it'll go up your arm and, and help you uh, get warm if you put something warm there. 
Same thing with those what? nips, obviously. Yeah, that's a real thing. Holy it's, shit. Yeah, it's a thin membrane. It's a, as the internet told me this, so this is totally true. It's a thin mm-hmm. membrane. Your, yeah. uh, your blood flows through there, so the idea is you heat that up, and there's something about the skin on the inside of your wrist that uh, allows for that. It's just something about it. But also the blood will warm up and travel through your body. Uh, I have this little electric heater that I got on Amazon. It's like a little, uh, not a disc, but like a little round oval looking thing and it just mm-hmm. like heats up three different types, types of temperatures um i got one for work when it was cold when we were still working there and uh i could use my hands it's like a hand warmer but i would put on my wrist and my whole arm would warm up it was pretty awesome so basically you can sit on that it'll go in your butt and it radiates <laughs> from your anus <laughs> that's my idea ladies have you ever seen your fella bloom before <laughs> Put this right on his finger. Oh man! And prepare for the immaculate view waiting inside of him. I think that's what the movie Steel Magnolias is about, right? I think so. That is that yeah. is accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think so. Let's not look into it any further. No, than no, that. no, okay. no. But let's definitely go ahead and sink. Let's do it, man. As if we're both on our periods. All right. All right. So face crease on three. One, two, three. Face crease. Nice. That was good. I think it's going to work today, too. We'll see if we have to say that again this this episode, but... Yeah. Here's hoping. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. And right when I did that, you froze for just a split second. Of I was like, course. God damn it. <laughs> the internet is actively working against yeah, us. Yeah, we you should, know? shouldn't talk about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. too bad. Just ignore it. It'll, it'll go away. Like it'll, everything else, you know? Yeah, okay. That's Is that your goal right now? Just ignore it and go away? Brovid, dude. <laughs> I don't even what? I don't <laughs> even acknowledge sickness. Actually that's kinda true because I haven't been sick in three years at this mm. point. Okay. Not a cold. Unbreakable. You know, nothing mm-hmm. like that. Uh so yeah, I guess maybe that is the trick, is just like I'm like, I don't have t- I don't have time to be sick, okay? Yep. I'm busy out there hustling, okay? Making money. <laughs> yeah, none of that's true. You like I'm at home watching TV and maybe drawing. Yeah. So. Definitely the, the first part of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I try to give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I you know, know, but you know. I appreciate it. it. Yeah, yeah. Wu Tang Forever. L P A M.